Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics, and we took a week off, but we are back. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on? Nothing. Well, you took a week off because you want to do something better with yourself. <laughs> Thinking you gonna get out the game, out the life. What you gonna do with yourself with some school? The game is just hustling, baby. That's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, apologies. I saw a lot of people like, oh. You could have gave me an early notice about this, but I had forgot that I had class set up. Um, and me and Shahid's schedules couldn't meet up because he was working. Uh, you were working the morning shift, so in the morning. No, you were off in the morning, so I had to be in class doing what I had to do to try to make this extra bread because uh, I got habits. And I got a wife, so yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing you gonna learn in the books that you can't learn from the game, baby. I'm trying to be out here. Ain't nothing out here for you. So if you didn't know, we are doing this week's 1972 Superfly. Uh, Ron O'Neill. Um, let's see, the budget was what five hundred thousand, maybe a little bit over under five hundred thousand, and right now it's sitting at over thirty million dollars made. And this is a black black exportation movie. This is actually the first black exportation movie I ever saw because I remember somebody was telling me about it. And I was like, Black exportation? What the hell is that? He's like, Oh, you know the old seventy movies with all the black people in it. I was like, Okay. This is when I wasn't too knowledgeable of like movies and didn't like know what was going on. So I remember he gave it he gave me the uh, movie. I watched it. And that started like a madness of me looking, eating up these movies from <laughs> the you know, old. That's, you know, that's a lot of money. Huh? That's a lot of money. What's that? Oh, I'll, come on now. I didn't, no. What? No, I'm talking about $30 million in 1972. Well, I'm, I think it's, I'm thinking, I think this is, they just saying, you know, right now, this is how it grows to, you know, 2020. This is how much money it sitting there right now not dead no this no come on now you think people what they didn't read what you said they re-released it like well, star wars oh i'm wait a minute <laughs> they did re-release superfly i remember in the movie theater no well you know he plays you know in certain places they used to like put it in movie theaters, but I'm talking about. Okay. I feel like they had like re-released it like with the return of Superfly. They re- I don't know. They might have re-released it like in the package or something. I remember. I just remember seeing it like a re-release or an anniversary or something. I could be wrong, but I felt like I did. I have seen that. But anyway, um, yeah, they made a sequel. Return of Superfly. No. What I thought it was Superfly TNT. They made two sequels. Okay, what was the other sequel? No, 
Superfly TNT was the first sequel. Oh, That's okay. The direct sequel to this one. Return of Superfly came out nineteen ninety. Yeah, I, I didn't. I never saw Superfly TNT. I've never seen any of the sequels, and we've we've seen the remake. So, but we'll talk about the remake later. Um, I saw this on DVD. When did I see this? Yep. The two thousands, I want to say. Oh, like I knew about the movie because it's kind of like you know you hear about all the time. I knew most about the movie from the soundtrack. Oh, which like is sound, classic, you know, awesome. The soundtrack, the, the soundtrack, like classic soundtrack, and it's amazing. Curtis Mayfield, one of the best who ever did it, and this soundtrack slap. So I feel like I already seen the movie just by hearing the music and it's just hearing people talk about it, like hearing clips here and there. But I never sat down and like watched it till like what I want to say mid to late two thousand something like that. And I finally watched it. It holds up. And a lot of movies from the, I always, I talked to Jeremy about this kind of like, I, it's normally, I don't really watch old movies, anything older than the seventies. I don't really watch because they are not fun. Like they might've been fun back in the day, but it's just too drawn up, too slow. It's just kind of like, I can't pick up the speed. The seventies is the first era where you kind of like, you know, you can watch stuff from the seventies now. It's like it for what it is, and you don't have to make excuses for it, even though it's kind of like a slower pace. Oh, yeah. Of course, the you know, special effects are the same, and it's kind of like, you know, End of the Dragon came out early 70s. This came out early 70s. And it's funny, like, this, this movie I picked, and I picked this movie for Black History Month because, especially watching it recently, it's telling two separate stories. It's basically telling... You can either choose the path of freedom or choosing the path of knowing yourself. And the way the movie, like the the way the movie set up the first time, I always thought of watch is kind of like you're rooting for young blood priest, like he's the hero, even though he's not a heroic person. Like the movie kind of leads, like you know, his path makes sense. Follow his path. Are we really rooting for him though? What you say? Are we really rooting for him? Yeah, the protagonist, like, I want to get out the life. This life ain't for me. I want to do something better for myself. And we've told the story a million times. The Wire, Stringer Bell, will basically tell the story. Power is like every every drug dealer story is kind of like I'm not gonna do this forever. I want to get out the life. And it's people like you know everybody's trying like you know I want to keep you out. You know I want to keep you in the life. Let's just ride if the wheels fall off. And you root for that person, like, oh, do something better for yourself. And all the other times I watched this movie, I only looked at it from that point of view. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. You don't want to be a drug dealer for the rest of your life, get beat up by crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you get tired, you want to do something different. And his whole thing is, he doesn't even know what he wants to do. He just wants the freedom to decide what he wants to do for himself. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants. There's freedom of choice to, like, live my life the way I want to. Because, like, you know, I can't do civil service with my right. I ain't going to be a post office person. So I want to have freedom to live my life. That's fine. When I watched it the last time, it hit differently. Because I'm thinking about Eddie. And it's like, you know, the way the movie set up is kind of like, you know, Eddie's whole thing is this the life I know. I don't know any other life. And I'm going to rock it till I'm dead. And I don't care if I die from my old man. I get to live my life. 
because there's nothing out there for me. Like, I can't do what you can do. And he ain't wrong. He is not wrong whatsoever because priest's path works for priests. Yeah. He has the wherewithal. Like, he's he's not a genius. He's just smarter than people around him. He has, you know, a vision that he knows works for him. Yes. And Eddie has a power where most people don't have. He knows his limitations. And he knows what he's content with. Like he said, you know, if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be dead, like all, you know, high somewhere in some corner. But I can't do what you want to do. This is the life I know. This is the life I've always known. I don't know anything else. I enjoy this life. I'm good at this life. If they, if these, like I say, these honkies kill me when I'm an old man, fine. I get to be a young black prince in the meantime. And who else can say that? Yeah. And, and I'm looking back at it and I'm like, you know, yeah, he ain't wrong. Like, he is not wrong at all, like, as far as his thought process. Like, he's doing what he feels best for him. Priest's doing what he feels best for Priest. They still friends, but it's kind of like you run into that whole path where it's like, you know, we have different outlooks on what's best for life and we're partners and we can't rock it like that anymore. We see it all the time. Wire was basically the same thing, like, you know, Stringer wanted one thing, Avon was content with something else. That became a conflict and they basically went their separate ways. We see it with movies. We see it with movies all the time. It's always like, you know, I'm ready to get out the life. Why? It's like, well, whatever. The conflict happened. And this was the same thing. And I like and I like it where you can understand their viewpoints. You can understand why they're doing the way they're doing. And it really just depends on your mindset on kind of like, you know, what you want to do. Because it reminds me of the whole Twitter entrepreneur thing where everybody's like, you know, if you ain't an entrepreneur, you're a fool. And I'm like, everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Everybody shouldn't be an entrepreneur. And it's kind of like nine to five jobs exist because those nine to five skills are needed. And it's easy to be like this whole thing where it's like, I want to do something better and I want to do something different. If you can do it, cool. If everybody thinks like you, who's going to do the stuff that needs to be done? Like being an entrepreneur is cool till you got an ear infection. Then what you going to do? Oh, the, um, the doctor's not here. He's, been, he's, he's an entrepreneur now. He's a painter. But you know what people try to do is they forget about jobs like that. You know what they're thinking about? They're thinking about like, oh, oh, working at McDonald's. (laughs) That's always the the job that's always looked down upon. Uh, And we all go, but we all go to McDonald's. When you hungry, when you hungry, you feel like cooking on a dance. We don't got time to cook, and you got to stop somewhere for Starbucks and McDonald's. They ain't all like I've, until robots doing everything. You need people to do it because you still. But we all go McDonald's. We all go to Starbucks. We all go to mall where somebody spill a soda. Yeah. And those trust me, people sleep on trash man until it's a garbage strike. <laughs> Let me tell you something. In New York City, I, I appreciate every garbage man out there that's doing it, that doing the damn thing. Because it's yeah. It's different up here. If anybody knew from New York, you know what I'm talking about. It, the trash is a lot different. Um, as far as the um, the dyn- uh, the dynamic dynamic between Priest and Eddie, I thought uh, I like this more than I like the, and it was pretty much the same thing, but I think this was a little more cleaner. You know, it was easy because, like, you even had texted me. You were like. 
neither one of these guys are wrong. And I'm like, yeah, they not. Because Eddie was he came, like he came to him with like, yeah, I was going with you at first until I see this sweet deal. And I'm like, I can keep making more money like this. And you talking about four months, four years, imagine where we'll be at. And I'm and, and one question I had to ask you about this movie, because my wife had said something. I was like, I do not know. Now, if she's seen all of the um, remake. I, I wasn't watching it. She wanted to ask. So she wasn't sure. How old are were they supposed to be in seventy two? Were they supposed to be just like the same age? Because I was like, well, Ronald Neal don't look like no damn twenty year. Now I don't know if they were. I don't know, maybe their thirties. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm assuming they're. I'm assuming they're in their thirties. Okay. You know, because it's kind of like they got a maturity level, like they've been around there, like you know, they got a they got a record. Because here's the whole thing is, you know, they got a record. You know, Freeze got a record. You brought it up, so he yeah. probably done time. And it's like, you know, he's been around and it's kind of like, he feel like he's been in the game for a while, like long enough to build up his team. Cause like, they got a team of 50 people. Mm-hmm. And they like, oh, I remember him from a few years ago. He had like five to 10. And now he got 50. Like, so he been at it. He'd been at this for a while. He got this whole malaise. Like, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I'm ready to go. And it's kind of like, we talk about it. You don't see old drug dealers. It's a reason for that. Like the old ones, like oh, I'm retired, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't like I'm I'm 48 still on the block. <laughs> like you normally don't you normally don't last that long. You either get locked up, you die, or you get out the game. You ain't still doing this. This, this ain't the type of thing where it's like I'm gonna be like um, Tom Brady. I'm gonna be on the block for 25 years. Yeah, that, that's definitely. <laughs> something that I've never seen. If everybody's seen it, you let me know. Because <laughs> I've never seen that before. Maybe they sitting in the house still doing it. They ain't on the block no more. They got the young boys doing it for them. So I don't know. But anyway, let's go ahead and just drop the uh, plot of the movie and let's start diving into it. Uh, so Young Blood Priest, as Wikipedia describes him, as African-American drug dealer really? who specializes in selling cocaine. So called, he got his name because the spoon he used to sample his wear is simple cross hanging around his neck. Hmm, how about that? So basically, he's this, you know, drug dealer, ready to get out the game, tired of living the life. He got to do one last score, make a certain amount of money. In this case, it's half a million, a million dollars total, half a million each for him and his partner, get out the game, start a new life. That's the, that's the plot of the movie. And yeah, before anybody jumps, gets there. How oh. he gets there is kind of like you know, will, will he be able to make it without too many fuck boys dragging him down? And before anybody jump out the million, this is seventy two, and we're talking about five hundred thousand dollars. Because I'll be like, there ain't enough money, but 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 I don't need no silliness. That's the, that's the hell it is. Um, five depending on your bill, five hundred thousand dollars enough now. And that's also true. How it depends on how you yeah. live. Have no if you don't have a whole bunch of crippling student loan and credit card debt, and you already got your you know home paid, or if you got a house, or you still gonna have a job where you pay for out five hundred thousand dollars, you you should be you should be set. Depending on your lifestyle, you can live that. Like what's you like your thirties, forties? Yeah, you'd be alright with you'd be alright with a half a million. The only people where half a million don't matter is people who got make a whole lot of money. Anybody else, a half million dollars to a half million dollars. 
Right. Don't let, I don't care if it's 1972 or 2022. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Don't let, <laughs> don't let financial Twitter tell me, oh, that's nice, but I'd rather have good credit. Financial Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> so, but the movie starts basically, you know, starts with these two guys we don't know. We know something up because anytime people be having like, you know, dress shirts and like ties, but they dirty and slacks, it's like base head. <laughs> yeah, said, you was able to get it? Nah, she can't give it to me. I told you, man, with your time, we're going to do things my way. Like, yeah, um, Veronica know you about to snort up the rent money. She ain't she ain't here for it. You know what's funny about this? This is all ADR. <laughs> so I get it yeah. back then. So it looks crazy because you're just hearing voices and them just making like weird gestures. But they're just letting you know they crackheads by the gestures. And they out there, they steal money from a shoe sign man. <laughs> they accost some old lady. I don't know if she gave a napkin, a nickel or something. They just walking down the street like living zombies and the music start and the church Mayfield music start playing and it's just like they walking down the street you just seeing like and it's funny you can just see the just the despair coming off the screen with these two because it's kind of like you know people talking about how, what happened with black people in the 80s mm-hmm. this is what happened to black this is what happened this is what happened to black people drugs it 70s, was, especially 80s, crack. It, it wasn't even that. Generation, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about this. It's kind of like, think about how many people just, how many people just got wiped out because of drugs. Yeah. But you know, the desperation in the scene, just the way New York looked itself, them on the street, even the people, even the background people, you could just tell like, yeah, this is like fucking Skid Row or some shit. Like, well, everybody who's fucked up is living that. Mm-hmm. And just everybody struggling, is trying to get it a day at a time. And the sad thing is, it's the same thing now. Yeah, like, being poor now is better being poor back then because there's levels. But being poor sucks. Like don't don't let everybody. And before I get back to the movie, I thought about that because like I grew up poor. Yeah, I knew I kind of knew I was poor, but it didn't really bother me. Like I never realized how bad it was. Till I stopped being poor, and it took a look back at all the stuff you had to worry about, and it's like, yes, yeah, it sucks ass. Like you know, worry about the the bill gonna be paid, the lights go off, you got enough food. Like this little stuff you don't like vacation. What the hell's a vacation? They out there just. I'm just trying to eat, and these to my regular people, you bring drugs into it. It's like I'm just trying to get high because. I don't, I don't want to think about my life and my body is my enemy and they out there and it's funny how depending on what age you are, like if you're a certain age you're just going to laugh at these two, like look at these two they look all dirty, they no sniffing they yeah, you're going to get it, get my way and then when you order it's like these are grown men and they don't even have control of themselves like it's, it's, a, it's a damn shame yeah while while looking at it here is like damn you know it was fucked up back then and looking at something like fucking new jack city pookie oh i'll laugh at this shit because it's funny so it's 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 it sometimes movies can paint a picture of yeah. what was going on in time fun. like yeah this ain't, yeah, this ain't this fun is, you chuckle a little bit you realize, this ain't funny 
Yeah. And then you see them out there. It's like, you know, we got a plan. They just walking through. You see New York and it's just like, you know, and it's daytime, so sun out, and it just looks like you just shine a light on hell. So anyway, you see Priest up here <laughs> chilling. And he just out there looking, like he just looking straight ahead. You know, what's on his mind? It's like, yeah, Ron O'Neill, like, I, ain't got, I don't got abs. I'm in shape. He's like this whole, you know, I don't eat pork. Yeah, good. Cheap. Good mm-hmm. So he out there chilling. And you know he's successful with one. His his hair's on point. That shit flowing. And he know it. tapered up. And he's nothing <laughs> sloppy about that hairline. I'm sorry, he out there. That man go to barber three times a week. So I got heat. I got heat in the house because my wife said, oh, you had a problem. <laughs> you had a problem with, uh, you know, the dual one, but you ain't got a problem with this. I said, nah, because, like, back then, this was normal. This shit was normal. It's something about that fucking one, this dual one. The dual one looks, and nobody's rocking that hair. <laughs> I'm sorry, the new one, like, no, even Russell Wilson, like, I don't know about this playboy. Like, this is a little too much. Ain't nobody rocking that. No, didn't, not black people like um didn't young jock do it like, young jock did like, that bad bunny might rock yeah bad bunny might rock that latin's rocking that black people are not rocking that hair i don't care if i'm <laughs> Atlanta or not I, and i watch loving hip-hop all the damn time even oh. some of the flamboyant gay ones on that is like no i'm not rocking that so no that hair is just insane yeah so and that's what turned me off every time I saw the trailer for the new ones was this here. I'm like, I know what they're trying to do, but like, this shit is no. This is not the wave at all. What is this? But anyway, he in there. So he, one, you got the hair. Two, you're mm. really not successful unless you got a white woman. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. The white woman that catches feelings. Were you, were you, you about to leave? He ain't answer her. Like, you want, you want, <laughs> like, you want some blow? Are you about to leave? I'm out of here. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. Wait like six seconds. Like, then I don't want. I don't want anything. You know, like coke hit different when it's with other stuff. Like, yeah, she wants some coke and some dick. Yeah, but he won't buy. The second one, she don't want the first one. He's like, all right, he out. Get all dressed up. Take the, you know, take the delivery. About to go somewhere. I don't know where he go. Like, my whole thing is, these tracks come out. They don't know who come this about. The first person come through this door, we jumping. See, they just pick some random. They pick some random. That's what they say. Like the first one they come in here, we get. See, and now, now I'm glad you said that because I never got a chance. For some reason, I, I wanted to rewind that and you know see what actually what happened. I was thinking they knew it was gonna be him. They like they knew when he was gonna do pickups or whatever. So they were like waiting for him. Okay, Jeff, do they look like they had a plan? <laughs> They no 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 no. Bases, but not the joke. They they had a plan, but it was like, a chaotic plan. It was chaos. Yeah, their plan was yeah. Their plan is let me grab this stair this stairway handle, which like, they sawed off. Well, they were trying to be sneaky about, but like three people saw them do it. I'm like, they're looking right at you right now. <laughs> what you looking around for? <laughs> so, young priest in there looking all sharp. Going like I don't know if he picking up, delivering, go through the door. They jump his ass. <laughs> he jump. I mean, it's two of them he get pushed in the face, and it's, it's even funnier now knowing like he's like a like he's like a martial artist too. What'd you say? Getting jumped by some base head. One he, of them had a club though, so that's fine. And then they reach for the money. 
So then he gives one of them the Ryu, the Ryu judo toss, and then starts chasing the other one. And this chase scene is funny. Like, you know, <laughs> people act like base heads can run. Ain't nobody fashion the man that wants his damn money back. I don't care how much crap he gets. When I text you, I said he got priest running around like he the damn flash. <laughs> he was booking. <laughs> that man running a four four forty in the seventies with pimp shit, hard body, and a full suit. He was going. He out there, he out there moving. So they running through the neighborhood, running through the alleyway. Some dogs start barking. Dudes fall twice. Priest still chasing. They got the theme music, the chase music playing in there. Then they run up. They run through a building. Dude finally get tired. Break says some. Okay, man, you a family. You in the hood. You mind your business. You little rat ass apartment. And then all of a sudden, some base head just come busting at your your place and start puking. All oh, over the floor. Puking oatmeal. Other dude, and then like puking like cream corn, whatever it was. Then some other dude come in and start kicking them. <laughs> and they like, what in the world going on? Like, and they look at it like this, like you know, this ain't the first time I've seen this. Yeah, did that? Like they were startled, but they weren't that startled. Like, oh, this is just another regular day. So he he finally catch up with them. Takes his money, keeps him again. God peeps again, then just leaves. The family is there, all huddled up. This this crackhead just laid out. He's like, "How we gonna? Oof, ooh, child of ghetto." Yeah, hey, that was rough because all they had was a damn mattress. I was like, "Fuck." Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny is people living right there now with a mattress, talking about how Steph Curry need to be more sexy. <laughs> Other show, sir. Keep going with this. Guys, <laughs> yeah, hustle, hustle, Twitter, right there. But anyway, so once that's settled, he's finally ready to handle business. Got some going, you know. Got some business to take care of. Find about money on the street, but he got to deal with some problems first because one of his homies ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing. My man, Freddie, Fat Freddie, to you. You need to put some respect on his name. Freddy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like he was old short. Freddie didn't have his money. Like this ain't the first time I had to wait for a month for this trick. He's like, oh, I got it. You know, some of his woman problems. The priest was like, I got 50 men on the street. If they all get pitch problems, I start. That's you trying to tell me, dude. Like, you know, priest, I got it, baby. It's so, you know, he's, he said, he's like, he, he, what you call Freddie? He said, you know, what I, you he, look like. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> damn, what did that say? Like, I know it's something about scammer. Just look, he's just like a damn scammer. Why would you have have him working for you? He got some shit going on. Oh, a scammer from D.C. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shout yeah. out to D.C., I love you. He's like, oh, it's his wife and everything like that. He's like, I got some money here. You see, tomorrow, you know, you got, if I'll get my money tonight, that's a problem. Like, yeah, you should have fucked around with me, Freddie. Somebody, you know, I'm going to have your pretty girl, your horse. Like, somebody go with my money. If it ain't you, I'm going to have your wife on horse, bro. Tomorrow, that's my wife. He's like, so what? should have fucked my money. Like, Priest is like, I don't give a damn. I get my money. You gonna do something? He's like, you know, I want you to go to the job and, and pray. Like, I don't get that with violence. You know, I don't feel with the gun. Like, Nick, I'm trying to give you a chance. Talk back to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
like, you'll get my money. I'm gonna put your wife on the block. Oh man, that's some cold shit right there. And homeboy just looking like should have had his money, friend. He just sitting there on the side just smirking. <laughs> like, yo, I mean, man. what you supposed to say? But you know, the, the, yo, this is why I'm always, I've always, even I had to learn the hard way. Doing business with friends, oof. No, 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 don't, no. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. No. It never worked. The story never worked well. No. There's money and friends is a thorny thing, especially <sighs> when y'all are not on the same level. Ooh. It becomes it become resentment because if you don't do it, it's like, you got it. I thought we was homies. Why you do it? And then when you do it and you got to keep doing it, then you get resentful. Like, I keep taking care of your broke ass. You know, like I'm a, I got him out. You know, even though you don't want to, you understand life's tough. Money is like money imbalances creates resentment on it, all sides. It, it, it's weird. Sides. The person that's given, the person that's taken, and it's kind of like you know, that's why they say keep it separate. If it ain't and a lot, it, of, like, if it ain't like priest and um or Eddie fifty fifty, don't do it. Don't do it. If somebody said, "Oh, I'll put this in for you," don't worry about it. Don't do it. <laughs> if you can't live up to your bargain, don't get involved with business because it's just it's 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 sticky and it can mess up uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. And so Freddie out there, you got to go ahead and take care of this and do this. So, you know, he'll 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 be successful later on. We'll get to that point. So, he's, hold on, what he say? What did he tell Priest? You know, man, I told you, man, I don't do the guns and stuff, man. I'm not about violence. You're not yeah, about I'm violence. I'm just doing a little cocaine. I brought that up. He's like, I don't give a damn. He's like, you know, I'm trying to give you a chance. Like, preacher, like, don't. I can shoot you right now. This ain't the first time we had money issues with you. Like, he brought that up. Yeah, he did. Okay, like, yeah, so, he did say that. He like, so he said, I don't care about money. No, he didn't say, like, talk about money tonight. <laughs> have some problems. Let's talk about money, Freddie. He's like, yeah, he was. See, that's the whole thing. Priest chilling. So you, so so he not chilling. When he ain't chilling, he get hyped because he's one of those dudes that is kind of like, you know, he laid back, but don't fuck he, with him. He 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 uses his. He's not a drug addict, but he uses drugs. Yeah, he ain't Scarface. Consistently, like he ain't this old. Don't get half his own supply. He's he's snorting. Everybody's snorting. Oh, Everybody. yo, I could yo. I listen, man. Now, whatever it may be, you know, when I was smoking weed, that's a, a totally different subject. But the way motherfuckers is like, oh, you want to you want to take a little hit? Of I'm just like, this was this is really how it got down in the 70s. And it was like normal. It was normal. I was like, ah, OK, whatever. You know what? Guess what? It ain't just the 70s. That's the thing. It's people who do that now. But if you don't do it's the whole thing. People who do drugs know who use drugs and they hang out together oh well, you okay so that like common so it's like oh you want to hit a bump it's like they were i'm like people still do that too like i thought my dumb ass when i was younger thinking like heroin without a style like y'all still do that shit <laughs> like it's two thousand y'all still hitting bumps and it's like i'm like hey why not like the drugs still exist people still smoke cigarettes even though they cost a zillion damn dollars so why not so it's kind of like that's club stuff. Like people in the club probably do that all the time. I probably got friends 
And I don't even want to ask. They probably do a bump here and there. Like, oh, I tried it and like that. You yeah. know, you never know. I would never ask. Like, I wouldn't even want to know because I'll just look at you, look, look, look at them crazy. Like, word. It's the PS4 era. You cocaine. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, this ain't 19. Like, what are you, Michael Douglas? This ain't 1984. Like, what is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like they're on Wall Street, cut it out. Like, what are you doing? We had brunch. We got iPhones. You talking about taking a bump? <laughs> what your model? Like, what are you doing? So anyway, yeah. so this is handled. So it's like this. This this is when the plan comes in because he meets up with his homie Eddie, my man Eddie Carly. Smooth can be out here playing dice. Get trying to get his money, taking money from Marcus Johnson's daddy. <laughs> that's, who that remind, that's who that reminded me of. Or like, like or, um, Bill Withers. And I'm like, this guy look... I don't know who this guy is. Like, he looks like somebody like... I, you, you, everybody got an uncle like that to cook out that know how to play spades, but don't know how to manage his money. He said, come on, man. You gonna leave out here with this pretty motherfucker? <laughs> mm-hmm, y'all hear something about, yeah, it's your money. About you want to double up and, you know... Priest get there, Eddie out there cashing in. He's like, you know, can I talk to you? You know, this nigga got a fistful of money. He let me double up 18. Go, let me make this money, baby. Priest is like, all right, just chilling. And then Eddie picking the vibe, like, I know you didn't come up here just to watch me play dice. So y'all, you want to talk? And, and Priest played all cool, like you know, like you know why I'm here. Like, I see you, you know, you playing, you playing. And this is the difference between like people who work for each other and partners. Yeah. Where it's like, Priest isn't overbearing. It's like, you know why I'm here. But I see you doing your thing. When you're done, you can talk. And he didn't. And Eddie's whole thing is, you wouldn't be up here if it wasn't important. It was obviously important. So let's talk. But they do it without, they don't say a whole bunch of words. Like they say one thing because Eddie's like, you wouldn't be up here for no reason. And Priest's like, eh, you know, I got some business, but it's cool. I see you playing, you know, you making your money. It's all right. And it's leaving it's leaving at that. It was a form of respect. Kind of like unspoken. Yeah, it was a respect there where in neither one of them was gonna like snap crazy on either one. You know, there was a respect there. So it was just like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Can we get yeah, you? Says, like, I'm gonna go ahead and take this money. He's like, you leaving out here, you wanna give me get a chance to make this money back. I spent a lot of money today. Who's this dude out here coming to mess with my game? He's like, I got business. What type of business? Sure. Wait a minute. This is what got me. Can you imagine if me and you were standing somewhere <laughs> and somebody just say, Oh, what business y'all got? What? <laughs> man, people act funny with money involved. He's like, man, they ain't gonna have light. Come on, that's my my rent money going out the door. Fool, why are you gambling your rent money? Exactly. This man said he wanted to know what was going on. What's so damn important? This money going out the door. His, not the money he lost. Not money that's going. His money. That's how you look at it. Like, my money that I had, I don't got no more. And now I'm not going to get a chance to get it back. So my week is screwed. Yeah, I want some damn answers. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, you he got it back saying, and they was like, you know, why don't you chill out? Eddie showed me he got that, he had that thing on him. Yeah, just relax. Like, you know, I'm, it's 
relax, cool down, anything like that, be all right. Because Eddie, like, he type of plucks somebody. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he's done it numerous times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so they basically had a talk. And Priest dropped down this plan, talking about, you know, like, how much we got saved up. So he got 300 grand, like 150 apiece. And he was like, I'm going to buy 30 keys. We can sell a million dollars. Like, basically, the whole thing is kind of like, you know, I got a number I want to hit. I want to get out the game. 500. And then he's like, me each, right? Like, you're my partner, you're my partner, right? So that means 500 each. That means a million dollars. And then he's like, how are we going to do all that? Talking about, you know, get 30 keys, sell it for four months, we get out the game. And Eddie is like, how long have you been sitting on this? Because you ain't the type to just pull a plan out your ass. Like, you know, I've been sitting on it for a while, but I want to tell nobody because I want nobody, like, basically poking a hole in my dream. And this is why I can't get mad at Eddie for what happened later. Because y'all partners, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm ready to retire. Let's run it. Let's run it. Let's take all our money, run it back one last time, and then I'm out. Huh? You know how you know how Westbrook got all mad at the ranch? Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go and say, I'm out. I'm out, homie. A man is like, this is what that was. We pulled all our money together, and now I'm going to go and say, and you just left in Oklahoma, and you, and you well, yeah, I took the, half my food. The difference is with that is he told, he told him what was up. Durant didn't say shit. Okay, tell it don't make any better. Oh no, I'm we, not saying we, I'm not are, I'm not saying yeah, you're wrong. Like, okay, yeah, you told. Oh great, congratulations on telling me that you about to change my life because you retiring. Thanks but, for the heads up. I, well. Just to make it fair, I do think Eddie should have been like, nah, fuck that. I want to keep doing this in the beginning. He said, I only went along with it, basically because you my man's. But me thinking. No, he said, no. He went along with it originally because he's the one that was his man, too. He felt like that was the best plan of action. Because, like, you know, 500K, 500K. When he realized later how much money they can make, it's like, if I can make 500K, what do you say? If I can make this amount of four months, man, I can do it in four years. Once he once he saw like because the situation changed, yeah, and he was looking at it from a money standpoint, not retiring. Like all right, he wasn't saying I'm retiring too. He's like you know, we want to want to sling it like that. Let's sling it like that. He never said I'm retiring too. He's like okay, I, I'm in with his plan, so we can make this damn money. Priest's whole thing is like you know I'm trying to get out here do something with myself. You know I'm tired of getting fighting junkies every day. Get out in the street. Somebody gonna like. Somebody gonna eventually shoot because priest see the he see that writing on the wall. Ain't no old man in this game that's thriving when they old. <laughs> Find out later about that too. It's kind of like you know you get in, you make your money. If you smart, you get out. Otherwise, you get locked up and you die. It's like I'm ready to get out the game. We got you know we got enough. We got a team. We can sling these bricks like that in four months. Like we gonna get it from Scat. He won't help you no more. He gonna do it for me. Why are you going to do it? Why? Especially based on everything you find out, that was some real, that's a real Hail Mary by Priest. This man who put you on, who said, I ain't doing it no more. I'm trying to chill and retire. And now all of a sudden, you want me to put you on again? again. Yo, the disrespect, Romaine said, I ain't asked you for shit. I gave it to you. I put you on. That was it. I told you that was the last time. Here you come with that silly shit again. 
<laughs> My man is enjoying his uh, club cooking with his little chef hat. <laughs> Come with the bullshit, priest. So he like, but you know, anyway, he's like, I'm gonna retire, just chill life. And, and he's like, ain't no life for us but this game, man. You know how this hoggy set it up. There ain't nothing for us but, but the game. And it's kind of like, it's fun. It's so hard to kind of like, you don't, it's so hard to tell him that he's wrong. Like, from his stand, from like the whole thing, what is Eddie going to do? What skill set does he, does he have in his life? Like he's going to do something different. Right. But it's not even kind of like make as much like no, not even taking him off the count. Not only doing something different to make anywhere close to what he's making now. Like is he? That's the whole thing. Where it's kind of like it's it's hard to knock the hustle of people because it's kind of like if you don't have the skill set, what you gonna do? What you supposed to do? Be be broke? Everybody can't handle like I'd rather be broke than sling drugs. I'm like, yeah, I was able to do that, but. I was in a position where I had to take care of like a whole bunch of people. So I had the privilege like, yeah, I'm broke. It's just me. Right. I had no kids. Like it wasn't like my mama didn't have no job, my daddy didn't have no job. I'm taking care of two sisters. It wasn't enough like that. It's just it's just me. I'm in school. So I could afford being broke. It's just me. You gotta take care of your family. You wanna go jump shot? What you supposed to do? Like just be, like everybody's just gonna be like, I'm just gonna be poor and accept it. Some people gonna go out there and do something, but that also come with consequences too. Cause like, yeah, you gotta live with all all the stuff you're doing. Like, I gotta take care of myself by ruining somebody else, and then that's where the conflict come in. But it's kind of like they this whole thing where all they know is slinging, and Priest is tired of slinging. Eddie's fine with it because Eddie is content with his yeah. life. Cause he living he living well. He's chilling. Hey, like Priest broke. He like Priest. You see his car. No, he trusts. Neither one of them broke, but he got a he got a main woman, a black woman down forever that's you know following his vision, and a white woman on the side that's helping with his business. So obviously, priest doing all fine. Just get the haircut and let you off any different. Eddie definitely chilling because they got three hundred k in the seventies. Yeah, they black. They doing well. And again, neither. I mean, the NBA had 300K. Well, I think Walt Frazier had 300K. Cash. Again, uh, Maybe. Bo- bo- both of their visions are right. Nobody's wrong in what they're thinking. Now, that's, that's, I think that's the, the beauty in the, the, the beauty of the script and you know, the beauty of how they're telling the story because it's like, no, he's not wrong. Because, like, no, I'm, this is what I know. I'm not going to McDonald's because I can't make <laughs> I'm not can't make that much money working at McDonald's is what I'm doing right now. And I have a lifestyle that I want to keep up. And Priest is like, I want to try something new. Even if I fail, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. So, yeah. Because mm-hmm. so anyway, so that's the plan. The plan is to go and get these, these break some scatter sling and retire. So, they're going to go ahead and pro scatter at the oh, restaurant. Boy. Be out there, Curtis Mayfield there playing his music. Jam. Some dudes out there, I guess he brought he brought the wife and the girl and the side piece at the same time. No, I think he picked up. Um, He said, I, I don't know. I, it, seemed like the, it seemed like those were the girls in his stable. And one of them was new. And I, I don't know. I can't remember. I felt like that was just, those were his uh, working girls. 
They just didn't know how to act in public. <laughs> they messed up the shit as they got as they got pointed out. So anyway, so they there. Curtis Mayfield playing pusher man. Everybody having a good old time. Eddie out there bobbing. He bobbing his head. Priest there chilling. And they see Scatter there with his little chef hat. Hey. Like chef, old black man, you know, old black man that age ain't gonna have no facial hair because he ain't letting he don't let Whitey McGee say nothing. That's the boss. I'm trying to get through my life, boss. It's like I live long, right? Just chilling. You know, he been through some stuff. So he posts like you break it on, like, oh, you want some blow? This guy like, you know, old like imagine being old doing cocaine. <laughs> I don't want to imagine it. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it's like some old thing. It's like old people should be doing certain things. But that was, you know, what's funny. One a quick aside. You know, one of the side effects of Viagra. Oh, what no. happened? Not like drug side effects, but like humanity side effects. What's that? Old people start getting HIV. Yikes. Cause they got back in the game thinking shit sweet like it was back in the seventies. Like, oh, I can, I can you know, back then like everything could be handled with a shot in the ass. And now like, oh, AIDS? Like, yeah, we way past got a real old man. Like, you know, you checking off your little VA check now. So you got your blue pill, and you mess with these young girls ain't wrapping it up. So I had, I remember I was working as a pharmacist. I used to have like people in their sixties and seventies getting HIV medication. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. When you like, when you get like, because most of the people, if you got an eight early eighties, you'll be dead by the nineties. Like the drugs wasn't out yet. Like Magic Johnson lucked out. People talking about being rich health. He caught it right around the time certain medications were coming out that you know that was like lifesavers. Because mm-hmm. if he had got it like or that, because like Easy E got around the same time. By the time he realized he was dead, if Magic got like what a year, two years earlier. It wouldn't be, we wouldn't be cracking jokes about Magic Johnson. He'd be out the game. He'd be out the, he'd be out the box. Like most people who got it back, like people who got it back in the 80s, they ain't around no more. Nope. They gone. They, they got in the 80s, they died in the 80s. This whole living manageable thing came based on the 90s. So I was laughing when I see somebody like 65. I'm like, I was figuring out, okay, I know he didn't get it when he was younger because he didn't be that long. So like, what's going on? Now I'm like, oh yeah, Viagra. Right, it came just in brought a whole, whole group of people back off the bench. It's like, I'm going to get back in the game, show y'all. It's like, you know, these young boys, they try to split a bottle. I ain't got no bills. I get my VA check. I get my refund check. I drive an S-Class girl. I pay your rent. And then, you know, there. But anyway, seeing an old man doing cocaine is kind of like, you think you give that up. It's jarring. Because it, I forgot about that scene. I was just like, Okay, <laughs> if that's what you want to do, you have, you have earned the right to do that, sir. But I will also say too, seeing Scatter in the opening of this scene just reminds me of the joy I have at work before the bullshit start. Before the bullshit even start, that's I'm happy. You can't really tell me nothing at work because I ain't got no reason to be mad or upset. So I'm like I'm in a good mood. When the bullshit start, I get I end up just like Scatter. And we about to hear about the bullshit because my man was having a nice night till a priest came in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Switch over here for young blood. I'm just trying to get this score. You know, trying to hit this number. It's like that. He's like, you talking about old scatter for? 
like, what you talking to me for? Like, I ain't got that shit. I told you I hit them lads, them 15 bricks. That was it. I gave you a scholarship, young bud. You done. And he's like, I'm just trying to get out the game. So I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to go through the same shit that you went through coming up while I'm still young and I'm still vibrant. Like, and I'm like, I almost like, how is this going to be working? You just make a scan to feel bad about himself. I want to make it out unlike you. I want to do it while I'm still young and not go through your shit. And, and that's going to be sympathetic and like, you know, be antagonistic. Well, I, I guess it was supposed to be sympathetic because Eddie came in with the with the bullshit like, man, you know, he came in with that. His side, I don't know. It, it it didn't come off well. When he, I got what he was trying to do. It just didn't. The word verbiage was just all. He, he was trying to do sympathetic, but he was just coming off like real harsh. Yeah. And it's kind of like maybe you got to be harsh. They had a type of relationship. Like you know, I know what you went through. All the the bullshit to go through to get everything. And it's like I know you living all well. And he's like, yeah, I'm living well. I'm just chilling. Got my little restaurant. My yeah. block ain't yeah. like that. You don't need nothing. Got it like that. I don't need nothing. I'm chilling. I'm retired. I'm living all well. And it's like, you know, I ain't because it's like, and then preacher's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway because like, you know, it may take a lot longer but I'm going to get out one way or the other because like, you know, nobody, I can't eat, no one else will sell me your pure product at this price. So I'll, so that's why I'm coming to you. And Eddie is like, you know, like, shit, you know you can get it. If you want to get it, got it. Eddie ain't here, like and Eddie, because Eddie kind of feels like you know he bullshit. Had to be a full of shit, like he yeah. he can do it. He don't really want to. He just need convincing, and Eddie's trying to cut through all that. Some of why he got it. He's like, if you ain't got it, like you no, know, you can get it if you want to get it. And hey, like you talking like that, you got a gun in your hand. Ooh. He noticed Eddie wasn't afraid. Eddie was just chilling. He wasn't afraid, but. When an old man pulls some shit, quick shit on you like that, you got to be like, oh, shit. I expect that shit, so I'm going to play it cool. Like, all right, you got it. He got, like, Eddie been Eddie old enough to know. He kind of been around the game. It's kind of like, yeah. Because he said it later on, like, you know, he going to be off something. He ain't going to shoot me in front of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I hear you talk like you hope he ain't going to shoot you in front of me. Like, like good luck. So anyway, it's like, you know, they working it out. And he's like, all right, I got a brick. I give it to you. Always keep, always keep more than you need. Like I got brick for personal thing. And like you know, I can borrow these keys. Like maybe, maybe I'll help you. And priest trying to hug him. <laughs> Off me. You know, don't know. This is it. Somebody, you know, if you fuck it up, it's on you. Because like you know, why don't you? Like if you don't want to do it, then why don't you be like, nah, you trying to get me killed? And nobody, I can't bring him to me. Like he picks his own niggas. Oh, like trying to cut off the middle man. It's like no, he ain't. Like, he ain't me. Like I can't bring the help to him. If you want to see, he gonna see you. And he ain't no meeting up. I think he knew. Eventually, if he was to bring him, what would happen? What did happen anyway? Yeah, he knew he was like, oh, he's younger. Like, yeah. So you know. You know what this remind me of? John Wick too. When Santino shows up at John Wick's house. Because as soon as he does, John would realize he's fucked. He's like, no matter what happens. Like, yeah. And, and the time was the way. And that's how I'm scattered looking at Priest. As soon as yep. Priest come up there, like, he ain't just come up here to say what's up. 
the moment he and the moment he asked, he should have said no. And he'd been fine. That's a different like John Wick didn't have the advantage. He couldn't have said no. Yeah. Like he was in a lose lose situation. Scatter should have said no. This is a no. What basically Priest did was say, Oh, hey, I know you gave me a scholarship and I finished school. Let me get another one off top real quick. This is the last one. I'm trying to retire. <laughs> no, I, you, you got I'll, your free ride. Yeah, that's what he said. Like, I already gave you a free ride. I gave you these keys. I asked for nothing. And then even this time, like, I don't need no money. Maybe. So, like, Scat is just doing this just to do it. Yeah. Which is insane. It's insane. Yeah, he, I would be bad if I'm scared. Like, I gave, I gave you a startup. I didn't ask for nothing. And now you back? Did yeah, he sing it? He, he, yeah, I think if they really wanted to make this scene work, it should have been more like Scatter and Priest had a, a, a father and son relationship. You know, something like that just to add to it. Like he took care of me all my something like that to add to it. Because just saying, oh, you put me on, so put me on again. <laughs> it just don't work. I don't know. It's just something off about that. Cause like you said, he did like he said, I didn't ask you for anything, nothing. So yeah. So meanwhile, while that is happening, Eddie finally. Oh, Eddie busy doing his thing because he robbed some dude with some other guy, and yeah, he just very convincing. The the dirty do those do those pantyholes match really work? Oh, you talking about uh uh <laughs> around, I kill you. Nothing he said sounded you convincing. Nothing. That dude that the you white you know who you robbing? Man, shut up. I got the gun like get the other one. Get in your pocket. Get your hands in. Don't make me blow your damn head off. He's like, he's like, you about to drop the damn gun. Um he, he what's his name? Fat what? Okay, I forget his name. Freddy. Oh, Fat Freddy was when he was robbing this dude. It's almost like fucking carrot top behind you trying to rob you. <laughs> like what? <laughs> What's happening behind me? You want what? All right, man. Here, but you ain't intimidating me or nothing. You just because, as you said, with the pantyhose, pantyhose didn't hide anything. I mean, you still look the same. Speaking of hustling and breaking news, Arthur Blake. A minority share the team to Ward Dunn. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Talk about scholarship. You got the he he guys he got his ride. Thanks for giving all these single black women help help them get houses for twenty years. Boy, yeah. hit you with a, I'm gonna hit you with this prick. Ward Dunn was doing the damn so, thing. So anyway, so. Freddie pulled this off because he shows up and he got his wife. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. This scene right here was <sighs> grinding my head. This, like, this explained a lot about Freddie, how he lived life. He out here with his <laughs> woman. One, why are you bringing your woman to work? Oh, my God. This ain't the type of job to bring your spouse to work day. Like, what are you doing? And, and yeah, she was a baddie, too. And she was ready for action. Yeah, I'm talking about action. She, if she, I think a priest said, "You going out on them streets?" Okay, daddy. 
I don't and think Priest you know. is there. Like Eddie already, Eddie already left. Priest is there. Priest is with the other homie that helped that was there and Freddie. And Freddie and his wife. He's like, oh, you know, how how it going, Freddie? He's like, you know, hey, Jamie, Cause he sees his wife and she's like, what is she doing here? Like, he just got this look of disdain the whole time. And he's like, you drinking anything for you? Like, you know, no, I'm fine. And the wife's just like, you know, I had what you having. What? Freddie, like, what? He got this, she got, he got this look on her plate. <laughs> Even my wife was like, what did she say? And I was like, you heard her. <laughs> you heard it correctly. You, you heard exactly what she and said. Look, but this whole thing, like, oh, why are you doing that? But I still love you, baby. <laughs> no. And that's when Priest start getting mad because Priest start looking at Freddy like you damn chump. That's why he looking at him yeah. like a damn chump. The stain on his face is just possible. Like he just because he ain't saying nothing, but he just he didn't even mean. But he just looking at him like you know, like mother, like you just. Garbage. But then he had it. Like, you yeah, know, he's like, fuck it, whatever. Ain't my business. Priest count the money. is like, you know, how you doing, Freddie? You, you need a little something extra? Yeah, Priest, yeah, you know, I, I, love, I love that. So Priest break him off because Priest's a good leader. And, his, and what the 80 wife do? I hold this for you, baby. And he kind of looked like, wait a Freddy, minute. Freddie, the same look. And he's like, okay, <laughs> just keep this tight and everything like that. And Priest is like, all right. Enough of the beef. Let's go have some fun today. Like, Priest, like, you know, you did what you're supposed to do. Your wife's problems is your business. Exactly. Obviously. Which is, unfortunately, comes out to not be the case. Because it becomes everyone's business. So, yeah. that's there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> sitting there, and it's kind of like, this is not going to end well. Because, like, you you bring your out of pocket wife around these dudes, and she's like, "I'm gonna take the drink your friend drink, and I'm owing your money." Oh. And yeah, not to mention Freddy the Freddie can't handle all that. Not to mention the pimp, the uh, dude that was uh, flirting with her at first when they first sat down. The dude that was having a permanent problem with the women in the club, the Scatters Club. You know, they were kind of flirting with each other too. I was like, "Damn, yeah. damn, looking good." Thank you. And Freddie, like, and then kind of find out. And you know the funny thing is, Freddie a chump till it come with his woman, and he turned into Bruce Banner. <laughs> so anyway, that's settled. So Priest go home with his woman, not his little side, not his little Rebecca side piece that they got to get ready. Person, his ride or die woman. Oh, I, yeah. I guess will be the thing. George is like, you know, they having a bath. He's like, why you keep using that stuff, baby? And everything is like, I just need to get this to chill out. Like, I just love you. I'm just worried about you and everything. And I don't want you stressing and stuff. And it's like, I just, I want to know how you feel about me. And I love you. What's going on? And I guess to hear that bump and that music was playing, it was like that that Wu Tang song, Wu Tang Forever, the the Bubble Bath song. With Black Shampoo. Like nobody trying to hear you guys come up with making love with my mentals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the last thing you want to hear is his gravel voice talk about bubble baths and romance 
And you know exactly what song. It's like the second to last song. Black Shampoo. It's called Black Shampoo. Black Shampoo. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about that song for some reason when this scene happened. And I, it just ruined the scene for me. I just started laughing so much. Oh, I definitely um, was sitting there with my wife and I was like, yeah, I'm forwarding this because this is just that song. And this is a thing back then where they would extend um, scenes because they were trying to hit that 90 minute mark. I was like, God. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's like it's half <laughs> poor, and not poor. And like, oh, race. <laughs> like, this bony ass. I hope I would see that. Like, no, this is not. I'm not body shaming. I'm like, this is just. It was wrong. No, it's not. It wasn't good. Yeah. It was just like I understood what they were going for. Like I said, they was trying to be that ninety minute mark, and they wanted this scene to show like, oh, this is his woman. And I don't know if either one of them were down with doing a, a fuck scene, basically. Mm-hmm. So closer you gonna get. So next day, cops pull up on Freddie. Freddie <laughs> beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> he has turned to Wolverine. It's fucking he to do that. Just, boy, I'm like, damn. Why he chong me on somebody? He beating. And like, Freddie had hands. He's like, I told you, I told you. He just somebody had to death in the parking lot. This cold cop pull him over. He's like, catch him. Like, oh, we got 240 over here. Two Negroes. One might be a dealer. You're slinging drugs. And call the ambulance for the other one. You take your time. He ain't moving. Take your and time. He ain't later. Yeah. So they pull him in and they smacking around Freddie like, yeah. Freddie ain't the type to be like, I ain't no snitch because Freddie's like, I can't tell you who that is. I know I can't tell you. <laughs> who you work for? <laughs> he got all ketchup on his face. That's definitely what it was. I know that's what we blood. That shit was like, damn. Heinz ketchup. Nice brand name. They're like store brand. They're like store brand ketchup. <laughs> Man, like these cops. Like, damn. That's how they probably used to do too. Let me get a name. Who you working for? Oh, I can't tell you <laughs> Meanwhile, while this going on, priest there with Georgia talking about, you know, I'm I'll make a deal about the life and everything. And she like, Why don't you quit now? You can be poor and everything and chill. And you know, just live a life and get away from this. And he's like, I'm gonna do be a work for the post office. Like I can't even get a regular job with my criminal with my record anyway. So I need to make this money so we can enjoy ourselves. And the whole thing is like, you know, what do you want to do? It's like I just want the option to do something. Something else. Yeah. Freedom to do something else. I don't I don't even know. I just know it's not this. And I know it wanna be something else, but I also know I need to make a certain amount of money to do it. My favorite scene. There's nothing wrong with that. Favorite scene of the movie. Just want a yeah, like I just want to be able to like decide what I want to do. Here. Yeah, like, and I feel like I have to do this. He, because yeah. that's that's the whole thing where Eddie feels like he has to do it, and he may not have come to terms with I can try this and fail, try something new and fail. He rather just keep going, which is like I said, there's nothing wrong with it because, like you said, he knows yeah, he knows like, his limitations. And I'm, and it's kind of like I'm, I almost feel like Eddie. Cause it's like I have a job. I love my job. I like I'm not one of those people talking about oh you know. Cause I hear people all the time talking about you know I ain't just live to work. 
And ain't no sense in a dream job for me because they ain't my dream to have a job. Cool. Me just sitting around and doing nothing would be boring. That is not my personality. And I'm fortunate enough where I have a job that pays very well that I actually enjoy doing. That's actually like necessary important. You know, like my job is I, I'm, a, I'm a clinical pharmacist. I take care of patients in the hospital. So I make sure they go home and not die. That's, impo- that's important. I enjoy doing that. I like going to work. It's some days work's a pain in the ass. But I, I'm not the type like, I'm just counting down retirement and all that stuff. I'm like, Eddie, I'm like, I'm chilling, living like a black prince. <laughs> so when I'm done, I'm done. I ain't trying to like, why don't you go out there and flip houses and stuff <laughs> and get a mixtape and Wait, all that. You, like, you know, no, you, I don't. I, it's good to do that stuff. Hey, if you're in your 20s, if you listen to this and you're in your early 20s, hey, have at it. Try to do everything. Find something that you love to do. But when you get a certain age and you have a certain, uh, like I said, you got, you may have a family, you may have a wife, you may have a wife and kids. Like I said, I got, I got habits. I got habits that I like to keep. I like to buy shit. So <laughs> I got to work. Nothing wrong with being selfish with your dreams as long as it's just affecting you. And it's not necessarily an age thing because you can start whenever. It's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. It's, certain, it's like, yeah, I could do certain stuff. I'm like, it's selfish because it's not just me involved. And quite frankly, I don't really want to do it. If I really want to do it, I'd have done it. I'm just like, the whole thing is, I am fine with the job I have, making the money I have. Like, if I made more money, it wouldn't. It would not matter that much. I would, for me, I would have to make a lot more money for it to make any difference. And I don't want to make a lot more money because I see the type of life. You have, like that's the one thing you learn is like once you hit a certain amount that you can take care of your bills and take care of your expenses, and you don't got to worry about you know mortgage, life insurance, health insurance. Where it's like you know, as long as you show up to work, you straight, and you can chill when you want to. The, the big amount doesn't really matter unless you're really trying to do something because otherwise it's basically like, oh, you got to hit me up. That's, that's what it becomes. It's kind of like not just what you can do for yourself because people say, I want to be an entrepreneur. Are you doing it because you want to do it for others? Or you want to do it because you want to make more money? And it's kind of like, and then why do you want to make more money? Like, what are you trying to buy that you can't buy? And it becomes either I want to Buy more expensive stuff, buy more stuff, or buy people. That's what it comes down to. You never want to buy people, but that's another topic. It basically becomes no. It basically becomes buying people. Like, you know, I can hit I can hit off my homies. I can do this. I can take care of this. And it's and it's it's a very thin line between taking care of somebody and buying somebody. Yeah, well, did, did you, see the Michael, you see the Mike you see the Mike Vick thing? The thirty for thirty? No, I, I haven't seen it. But I just use them example. And one thing I've learned, and once you hit a certain amount, you ain't just taking care of yourself anymore. You taking care of everybody. It ain't, I made it to the league. It's, we made it to the league. You know, you see draft night, they out there with the suit on. They see the mom, sometimes dad, the aunt, girlfriend, sister, the whole squad. Mm-hmm. We all made it to the league, y'all. <laughs> Who's this we shit? Like, no. 
Um, if you ain't playing left tackle, I made it. Ain't no we. You ain't the, you ain't playing no lead blocking, but it's kind of like it becomes a we thing. And it's this whole, we got to take care of that. And that's when the money becomes a thing where you need that money to take care of everybody. Because, like, I uplifted an entire family. I uplifted an entire generation just off me. And then if we do it right, we can all eat. Sometimes they do it right like LeBron. And sometimes they don't do it right like Vince. You never know. But that's where we can, like, but once you hit a certain amount, that's all it becomes. You just buy buy more crap. So I can see why priests is kind of like, I just want the freedom to be able to do what I want. And consequently, I also see why Eddie's like, I want to keep making it because I'm living good. I want to continue to live good and rock it. So while Priest is giving this, you know, intellectual talk about his future, fat free snitching. You don't work for nobody. We just won't pick up another brick. Eight o'clock. Yeah, it's like, well, who else you work for? Like, 50, 52. He's like, 50? I remember him a few years ago, you only had 10 or 15. He's like, all right, we book him. Like, for what? Book him somewhere else. I don't, you know, I don't deal with this type of garbage. But remind you, they told him, hey, they told him, just tell us and we'll let you up out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let him out, out of that building. <laughs> they go to another building. <laughs> You got to ask for the details. Don't be cussing those cops. Smack me around. So, why this fool Freddy? And I'm like, he escaped. And I'm like, boy, one, the security was lax on this. Because, you know, Freddy ain't a ninja. No. And somehow he escaped <laughs> custody, runs in the street, gets hit by a car. <laughs> they had that they had a little better than a remake. I'll just say that. He took off. My bae took off. Mm-hmm. Didn't look and then look looked the right away. He Got ran over. And you know back in the day you get hit by a car in the seventies, you ain't getting up. No. Absolutely not. It's like getting hit by a fucking tank. <laughs> he you are you are down for the count, sir. Some damn Cadillac that a a love seat in the back seat. Where I get nine miles per gallon. Ain't no anti-lock brakes. <laughs> Ain't no collision detection. Like, oh shit, you messed up my fender. That Freddie was Freddie probably broke forty-five bones. That scammer face of his. I swear. <laughs> so, so. He was out of there. Yeah. So they get the key from Scatter. Priest and Eddie get they get hemmed up. Like, who you work for? Where you get this key from? Like, you know. You got something from Scanner? Like, yeah, I get it. Like, Eddie, like, Priest ain't talking. Eddie's talking. Because, like, Eddie probably figured out, was like, yeah, I know you got something from Scanner. I know you got a key from you. He just ordered 30 more. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm the, yeah, I'm the one to supply Scanner. So, once you, basically, you work for me, I, you know, I keep just, you know, see how much you sling. If you do well, we'll have a, a relationship. I'll keep the rivals off you. And you chill. You like you get as much much weight as you want. Whatever credit you need, I got you. Whatever protection you need, I got you. And Eddie is like, oh shit. <laughs> Come on. In there. I'm I'm going to Pro Bowl. Like, Eddie, hype. So he's like, you hear that office? He can keep everybody off us. We get as much as we want. We can just keep slinging all day long. It's like, oh, I get to use like, you know, you little kid. 
and you get to pick out groceries for the first time at the grocery store. The plan was like, out. You eat, you eat what mama gets you. The and priest was like, "Yo, man, the plan was to get up out of here. What you doing?" I mean, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? That's all right. I went along with that for you because that was that's the best thing to say, oh, baby. But you didn't hear about that. You talking about we make four months? Imagine we make it four years. Besides, what you gonna do when you get out the life? You got this dream that you gonna get out here <laughs> and do something. You sound better with yourself and like find a better life. Ain't no better life than you can get. You know, I ain't putting you down, man. If it wasn't for you, yeah, because it, it wasn't for you. <laughs> I'd be dead somewhere, but it's all I know. Coke, slinging it, doing it, hustling it. It's the game we've been played. Like, you know, you, you brought me up here like that. But this is what I want to do. I mean, he broke it down. Like, this whole thing is like, you know. Because from any point of view, that's a good life. Yeah. I can sling as much as I want, and I got protection. I can do this another 30 years. Mm-hmm. Pay. And, he, and, and, he's, and he's like, hey, like you said, it, I could be a young prince now. If they want to kill me in the end, like scatter, so be it. Yeah, that that part come in later. Come, you know, anything like that. So that whole, I'll be a black prince. But um, so they had that speech. So anyway, they start slinging and you get a whole like five minute segment. And I'm just moving that weight. Just oh, everybody coming in there. The extended Even scene. The white girl moving something. <laughs> the, 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 the extended scene to get to 90. Uh, yeah, this is just like what? Because at first I was like, is this the law taking pictures of them? And I was like, nah, I guess they just didn't have the, didn't, they had the footage. So he just. That 90 minute part. So they out there slinging. Then they're like, you know, can I get a, can I get a kilo? You're like, oh, you know, somebody ain't, ain't one of my workers. He's my best worker. You know she got she know white she know her white friends like that good shit out there slinging. It's like yeah you know moving this stuff come on you know we can eat. You tell her I'm ready to quit like why? What's wrong with this life? What's wrong with me? And then she's kind of like she got feelings he don't got feelings. No he doesn't and then he kind of like tells her reluctantly that he's getting out the game with the plan and stuff. I was like, yeah, he was just using her for a means. <laughs> That's all it but was. Whole, but he explains this whole thing. It's kind of like, you know, when he was a kid, he wanted a certain lifestyle. He wanted all this stuff. Like, you know, he wanted money. He wanted success. He wanted a white woman. It's a woman that looked like her. It's like that. And now it's like, you know, he got it. Don't mean that much. He ready to end it. That mean you too. She like, how dare you know this whole you rejected me, boy. She was not happy. Few things scoring like a white woman being told no. He was not happy. She, I mean, she was not she happy. Was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, do you know who I am? And I let you. Almost like I let your black ass in my house. Oh, come funny because Scatter show up. Yeah, get, get your ass in the like, room. Ah, he's like, he's like, ah, this is my house. Bitch, get the room. Yo, and the, it's hilarious. You got a point. Why am I hiding my house? Yeah, she was right. There's a Mr. Scatter there at the door. What was funny is you, you've hit it on T how he just goes to 10. 
And it's just like, because he's always even killed. But when he go to Ted, you're going to hear it in his voice. Oh, boy. Scatter is yeah. coming like a damn fiend, looking crazy as hell. Shook. I'm trying. I'm on the run for my life. You know what happened? I know too much, nigga. You met him. They own you now. They don't need Scatter no more. He like ready to break down some of the real dude is um the deputy commissioner reared talking about we started when he was just a rookie cop. I'm the one that put him on. We worked together all this time. He's like, I need twenty grand. He's like, Oh, you probably wondering how scattered he got twenty need twenty grand making money all this year, you know. I was a little late, my more like I own this restaurant, three other buildings. I'm a little late on my mortgage. So I'm catching up. It's just piece of paper. I can't do nothing now. It's just kinda like Making money all that time, he broke. Scatter was fucking up. Scatter, Scatter, fucking around out here like Vin Baker. Fuck going on? You know, there's a difference between wealth and cash. It's a lot of people I know that doing very well, but money's tied up in other stuff, and it's like sometimes you ain't got it. And I always try to be positioned, and I don't blame because I've been there too. Sometimes shit happens, you don't know. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm at the point where I always try to have something, so I'm never like this whole. Can I? Can you hit me up so I can pay off of you know such and such? I don't want to be at that point because I just don't want to be at that point. It's it's a horrible feeling. I don't get mad at anybody who's there. But I don't ever want to be at the point where I'm relying on the charity of others because I know how that can be. I'd rather be yeah. in a position where I give somebody something and I need something from somebody. Because it's like, that's a sucky feeling. You, once you do, you know, it's just, it's always like this thing. Like, you just hope they don't look at you like, in different. a worse way. Yeah. You hope you don't got to do it again. It's like that. And they're scattered. They've scattered this hero. I'm black man owning businesses. Because see, mind, it's the 70s. Black people still own stuff. It wasn't like, it's still probably an issue. It wasn't like it was like the 20s, but it's still kind of like, you know, still the 70s. And it's like, you know, I don't got 20, I need 20 grand. I only got $20,000. Yeah, that's rough out there. And also what you said about that too is true because I had to learn that like early in my 20s and I had to come to somebody and ask them for money. It's the worst feeling ever. And I, right then and there, after I did it, I made sure they got it back. But I was just like, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to feel like that again. And maybe that's just a, a black pride or a man pride or whatever you want to say. But that day, I'll never forget it because it took a hit. And I was just like, yo, this this don't even feel right. And I'll never, yeah. So I get it. So and, and, always keep your bread. Keep you some bread on the side. It's definitely pride because I will say this. I've never, ever asked for nothing from nobody. The few people that have ever loaned me stuff are family, and I have paid them all back. Yeah, make sure they get it back. All of them. And I, yeah, like my mom gave me, like my mom gave me money for a loan for school because I was too, funny thing was, I graduated, I was too young to get full financial aid because of my age. I didn't know that was a thing. You had to be 18 to be qualified for the full amount. I graduated, I, I turned 17 during senior year. I started off with 16. So, yeah. And then they're like, I need some money for pharmacy school. My sister loaned me money. I paid her back. My mom loaned me money. I paid her back. Yeah, I, mean, I ain't never had. So, I don't be that whole, I pulled myself up on my boot <laughs> I know that's how I sound. Like, 
I ain't never asked no nigga for nothing. <laughs> but no, I sound like, because I'm in that position where it's like, you know, I've seen how cruel the world can be, so I don't want to rely on the world. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to, but I, I do not want to be in that position. I'd rather be on the other side where if I got it, I'm going to hook you up. And now I'm at the point where I don't even do loans. Either I'm going to give it to you or I'm just going to say no. Because that whole, I loan you, pay me back, and you drag your feet out, you out there chilling at the club in that brunch. And I, see, I see you on Twitter living all good. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to Yeah. And I, and I don't want to feel that way because like, the whole thing is like, it don't even become the money anymore. It becomes the principal. Yeah, you know, I, I've like, seen, know. I've seen that happen with a friend of mine. He loaned some money, and uh, yeah, you you see how that thing uh, works out. So you ain't got my money, but you got enough money to get two K, huh? Word. All right. Yeah, it gets it gets it was a digital copy on sale. Get, <laughs> <laughs> you said it was the digital copy. <laughs> mm, yeah. Tell me, like, and you be catching yourself in the eyeball, like, yeah, you know, you're some date. You know, you want to be all fancy, get her steak and shit. Hey. Some over with my you money. Better, <laughs> and then you just catch yourself, like, you better go to, uh, and then you become, yeah, you start because the language that you got when they needed the money, what they, what you see them doing a day later or two days later, you're like, huh? So I, yeah. I would ask for you for like, you know I mean out here it's hard out here like oh I got you no problem and then it's four months later and they buy a new outfit. <laughs> Scatter was gonna take his buddy and open up a new <laughs> restaurant. Catch yourself sound like a damn Republican like oh so you got enough money to get lobster <laughs> but you still on welfare what's going on and you're like you don't ever want to sound that way because it just sounds hard. But some that's where it can lead to. That's so I'm trying to like, you know what? Nah, nah yeah, give it, give it here. And I only give enough where I ain't worried about it. Like you know, because if I do it, I feel resentful after the fact. It was a wrong choice. So yeah. scared to probably feel resentful right now, hooking him up. But anyway, he he tells me like you know, deputy commissioner. I got pictures about him, about his family, his kids, they like that. You know, because they trying to kill me and blah blah blah. So he tried to run. They saw him meet up later to get the money. He get caught. They give him some dope. Like, no, I'm saying that. No, don't kill me. No. Give him a hot shot. You motherfuckers got me. <laughs> so you got me. I really did it. Gil the death. And see. This is a prime example why I don't need to watch movies with my wife because she's sitting up there. She watches the scene. So when they catch him, you know, they put him in the car and it's like light outside. So when you see them driving, see it's dark. All of a sudden, I just hear her say, oh, something bad about to happen. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, of course, you know, it's something bad about to happen. It just got dark outside. They still ride the rail. Let's go off. So that happened. So scatter out of there. He knew he knew what happened. The moment he gave priest some bricks, it was a wrap. But before we get to the end, I got to talk about one of my favorite scenes. First, we see priest doing his judo, and he swear he's Vega doing leg sweeps and all of that and everything. Oh, this I remember the seventies used to be a thing, like you know, every black like, man want to do karate, martial arts, take care of yourself. Yeah, because like you no. Know, I let these honkies get me out the paint 
and they took away our gun. Like Reagan took away our guns in the '60s. Like the Black Panthers got guns. Like Reagan, like, oh, we got to do something about this old gun law thing because we can't have these Negroes out here open carrying. So it's like we gotta learn. We gotta learn karate. Like we gonna chop bullets. And stuff. That's when this whole learn karate, eat fish, leave off, leave off the pork. The Akuma diet, basically. <laughs> so he out there doing his little practice, doing real good. That's cool. You know, it's cool. And then, oh, so him and Eddie there, and I don't know what group, the whole tech brigade come up here, run up on <laughs> Did you that, say that? Did you say the whole tech brigade? <laughs> they had squat there. Cause I saw I saw a Koofy, and I'm like, yeah, I know what's up with this. I've, I've lived right. I know. I know that because the music changed. It started being like uplifting. I'm like, yeah, this is not fit. They come strolling in formations, and they out there waiting for the other group. And it's like, you saw y'all here, brother, help living out good for the community. You ain't kicking back. He's like, oh, I got enough for you, man. Priest, like, I got top of this. Well, I'm talking to you. Dope peddler. It's a revolution happening. You need to put your cut in. Brother. Talking all that shit. And Priest is like, let me tell you something. He's talking all that shit. You go get a gun. And you and your other friends go get a gun. And you ready to do something? We can go out there. I have a gun too. And we be on the front lines shooting Whitey, killing all of them. Till then, all that back to Africa talk, get out my face. Basically, it was a. Uh, pro- <laughs> this dude came off talking like Umar Johnson. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to talk all this stuff? You slinging books and all that shit don't mean nothing. You ready to do something? Let's do something. Until then, get out of my face. I got some friends coming. You better not be here when they get here. All right. I, I see you again, nigga. And then the one dude, the one, the one tough guy. What tough dude is just hot? He just keep looking at priests like he want to fight, like he want to throw a fair one, and he's the last one to leave out. I'm like, does he not know priest and uh, Eddie got guns? Get out of here, Eddie! The whole time, like he want to laugh at him, like he's just <laughs> there, like enjoying the damn show. Because priest is kind of like priest is not here for the nonsense. He's like, if you really do, if you really want to do something, we can do something. Until then, you just run in your mouth like you just you just a shakedown artist. This whole get money to the for the man, you know, to the to the brotherhood. Pay your pay your rent. Yeah. Pie sell slow this month. Give you like, give give me your kick. What a kickback at? What what kickback? You ain't out here getting beat up by crackheads. Like, like, you ain't the <laughs> I'm getting a good nation for the powerful black man. You need to do your part, nigga. You need to stop being the cook, and you need to start reading these books, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Umar Johnson, Tariq Nashi. I'm so mad. I watched Hidden Colors. Oh. I watched that first DVD, and I'm like, wait a second. Why are you trying to tell me black people have been in ninjutsu? Oh, I'm like, come on now. I'm like, really? Like, I'm watching, like, some of the stuff. That's the whole thing when you know stuff and you don't know enough. I was young. Yeah, like, I'm watching. I'm like, maybe. And then the more I watch, I'm like, wait a second. This thing kind of, like, 
shady. And then they out here like, oh, they got black people. You know, then they start, once, once it came to the whole anti-gay thing, oh, all right, I know what this is. Yeah, that's what I didn't know about Tariq. That's why I know about Tariq and Umar. So I didn't know any better. And then I learned about, I'm like, yeah, I guess we all, we all get scammed once. Hey, the scammers come in different forms and fashions. Uh, you gotta be old enough to know better. I'm like, I I ain't know enough to know I know better back then. Even I should have known. But by the time I watched the end, I'm like, yeah. Trash <laughs> and there's your mommy. Like that's all. That must have always been a thing. Cause it's a thing now. And every time I see those memes and gifts, <laughs> they be having <laughs> Trilling with a koopy on, come on, your third eye and everything. I don't know who started that. That just makes me sick. Yeah. I'm like, white people probably have no idea what this is. <laughs> they don't, but it's funny. I think I think the funniest one is the Fujita one. Anytime you see Fujita with one, <laughs> that shit's just hilarious. Oh, boy. Vegeta, Tariq. Or Thanos. I'm like, uh, or Kyrie, the Kyrie Irvins be funny. I knew v- oh, Kyrie. V- Kyrie was like that. Probably won't even need <laughs> new bullshit now. New vice the president, vice president of players association. I'm like, boy, who was at that vote? Nobody. I'm like, oh fuck, buddy. I'm like, he gonna mess around. Y'all ain't gonna be free agents no more. Keep him out. We can't be free agents because we ain't secretly free to begin with. I don't believe the falsehood. So, anyway, back to the movie. So, they find out that Scatter died. Like, you wonder who killed. It's funny, Eddie tried to play it off. Like, he know, like, you wonder who, I wonder who killed, you know, what happened to Scatter? The old D, like, you know, he know D. Yeah, he's like that. They tell me they want to really split their money up. And, and he's like, nah, I'm all right. I'm good. You should keep selling because the whole thing like this. You saw what they did. Like, you know who killed Scatter. You know what they'll do to us. We try to get out the game. They're going to kill us, too. He's like, you know, talking about anything happens. I'm like, I'm, you want to get out of life. I'm fine. They can own me all they want. So what? I'm going to be a black prince. I'm going to make this money, keep on living. And if I die like Scatter, at least I lived a long way. I'm an old-ass nigga, and they want to kill me. That's fine. I had my run. I'm be just, I'm be all right. I'm going to enjoy the life I live. And you know what? Based on his point of view and his skill set, he is not wrong. And Priest can't be all high by some about, you know, this ain't the plan. But it's like, he pushed that plan on Eddie to begin with. Yeah, that's Eddie true. Chilling. That's and true. His partner's like, I'm getting out the game. Yeah, I guess you're going to get out too. Well, he wanted, I guess, you know, he wanted him to be out of the game. But it felt like, you remember when DX broke up? Yeah. I remember Triple H was talking about how, you know, he was ready for the breakup. And they were, like, especially Billy Gunn was like, nah, why don't we keep it, keep it running? Good. <laughs> so, Can't be running with y'all. Like, yeah, you mess with Billy Gunn's money. It's like, I'm living good with this whole. Break up. We alright. They could have kept you know, going like, without him. They did keep going without him. Remember they had Kane and all all types of stuff going on with that thing. And it wasn't and it wasn't the same. Uh it was not the same. Sorry. Triple H said I gotta get out of here. Yeah, same thing is like, you know, Beyonce like ain't gonna be Destiny Child no more. 
and it's like, I'm ready for my solo career. Um, Kelly might not have been ready. I know Michelle wasn't ready. It's like, what are you talking about? We still got hits. I'm like, I'm ready. And Beyonce's like, I'm ready to have hits. Y'all can keep the hits you we had. I'm ready for something <laughs> different. It's kind of like, she knew what's best for her, but it's different with the team dynamic because her stuff is affecting everybody. And Priest stuff is affecting not just Priest, but Eddie. So Eddie's feeling a certain way, and Priest is like, all right, well, whatever. I'm watching you. Like, let me get half, let me get my money. Keep an eye on you. I got my eye on you all the time, Eddie. Yeah, you ain't trusting him. So by then, it's, by then, it's kind of like, this part, you know, it was all good a week ago. Now they good no more because it's, it's this whole thing. It's like Eddie ain't and Eddie's whole thing is like you know we leave they gonna they gonna kill us. You saw what he did, just did the scanner. He doesn't realize that Priest got stuff on the cops and Priest made some other plans. So he just looking from his point of view is like they kill scatter, they'll kill us. Why don't we just make money and chill? But I blame Priest on that too because he's playing it close to the vest. Like he ain't saying like what he know and don't know so. It maybe if he told Eddie that it maybe it might have changed changed things a little bit, not a lot. I think Reese probably realized that Eddie mindset was on. Like the first time they had a conversation, like you know we can just make this money and keep on making the money, that he realized that yeah, trusting Eddie was no longer an option because Eddie mindset was on. I'm gonna keep let's keep getting paid. It's hard to talk somebody out of it when it's like I can keep making this money and what's it was pretty alternative. Oh, just make the make the five hundred k and then chill. You know, like and then just enjoy your life. And they like, uh, they they don't sound good for me. They sound good for you. You try to sell me on your dream. It ain't our dream. It's yours. You need my help for that. So anyway, so that happens, and they split go their separate ways. And yeah, you're talking about keeping plans close to the best because Priest has a meet with these two white guys, and you don't know what they're talking about. Cause you don't hear them, you see them talking. It's almost like, remember Rocky one when Mickey left the apartment? Yeah. And then Rocky ran down the street and talking to Mickey, and you don't hear what they're talking, but they basically, like, you know, work stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. I guess we'll train like that. No ADR, no nothing. They basically talk with body language. It's kind of like this, you know, you're talking to these two white guys in the diner. You don't know what they're talking about. He just shakes their hand, it's like, and gives them a, you know, gives them an envelope. It's like, why get an envelope to these two white guys? They don't say why. They don't say nothing. You just see that. But anyway, that comes to play out later, cause soon as Priestley Department, who Eddie called? Who? He called the uh, the 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 police dude. Mm-hmm. Weird. So about yeah, he left the apartment. <laughs> yeah, he just left, nigga. Yeah, it's like, all right, got to pick him up. You're trying to figure out what's going on. So this is the first time you meet the head dude in charge. So they pick him up, lock him, you know, and, and just play a song to my Eddie should have known better. And I, it's funny. I get, I don't know how I feel about that song now, Curtis Mayfield. Because the song, the soundtrack, the title, Eddie should have known better. Like, you know, don't be trusting the man because they're going to use you. Like, he didn't mind me and you. Does he do the deal? He should have mind. It's like, when you... Why? Oh, I get it. I understand, but you know what I'm saying is when it came to the when it came into the dynamic of their him and uh Priest's relationship, like he like that he took he took a path and he took a path, but he chose to ride with the man. 
Cool. You the may. man, the man plan sounded better. Yeah, I ain't mad at him for. I mean, because it. it's kind of like, yeah, it's like you know, we trust in priests because we know that we see the movie like you can trust the priest. Like, okay, sometimes, sometimes you got to play like LeBron James. Sometimes you got to play like Kyrie Irving. If LeBron James asks you to trust them, you can say, okay, I trust you enough to trust them. Kyrie Irving asked, or if Kanye West asked you to trust him, you trust the Kanye West? Absolutely not. All right, he got a plan. He do well for himself. You trust in him? That's he only because that's only because we know uh, Kanye uh, now. A dirty sock costs five hundred dollars with a bunch of white dudes and a bonfire. Yeah, gonna be at trusting Kanye West like because <laughs> somebody got a vision of me. That vision might have came from the devil. You don't know who she. You should trust him. I got a plan. A lot of people got plans. That's true. Plans don't always work. The AAF was a, the American Association of Football was a plan. Where they at? Sleep. That's how priests could have been as far as as far as Eddie knows, somebody you're gonna be out here and live your life, you know, what you gonna be doing? Eating beans, gonna have a farm nigga, like what are you doing? <laughs> Cause they ain't like scatter age, they ain't thirty. So, Scatter was chilling. He was happy. He was happy. Listen, Scatter was happy. Scatter was living a good life. So we thought. Yeah, he was. It, no, they thought he was. This broke ass. <laughs> he could have been living a good life. Yeah, like, he looked like, like Chef Boy RD with a greasy ass face. <laughs> <laughs> he looked more like Uncle Ben, but I'm going I'm to let you rock with it. So, so, oh, damn. Scatter, Scatter was a damn scammer, too, in this movie. Damn, we got a lot of scammers in this movie. It happened. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, leave. I'll, I feel like Scatter now. Leave me alone. I ain't got it. I'm lying about it. I ain't got it. I'm broke. Nothing. Oh. I see you living well with Graham. Nah, I'm lying. Photoshop. I'm telling people now. Don't have me done. I ain't living well. Nothing. I ain't got shit. I'm broke just like you. So I tell people that's it. It's always ask best to tell uh, tell people you broke always. Just tell them no matter what. Yeah, I'm broke. Oh my God. Yeah. Ask, you know you should ask Ted Cruz. Ask your local senator. Wow. He's a hell of a I ain't I ain't got it. So anyway, you get picked up. You find Reared in there for the first time. He's like, what the hell is going on with you? I thought you were gonna be my best worker. You just another what do you call another? Basehead. What do you call him? Some black junkie. Yeah, something like that. Something about you know. I thought you gonna make good money and everything like that. And I don't care where your head at. You ain't retiring till I tell you to retire. He's like, I no nobody tell me nothing. That's just no pig like you. Priest, like, priest is talking say? heavy. You heard what I said? Yeah, you know the word. I ain't gonna use the word, but the f word. He's throwing it at him. Like, yeah, I know about you, Reardon. What you call me? Yeah, Deputy Commissioner Reardon. I know about you, your, your, your big-haired wife, your daughter, your gay son. I know about all that shit. Like, you ain't do nothing to me. So I'm going to be out here, but, you know, I'm going to be out here. I'm taking my money. Like, what money? Because don't worry. I made plans. If something happened to me, I'll put a contract out on your life. You're lying. 
You ain't got a hundred thousand dollars anymore. It takes a briefcase to get some money in there and just launch them out. Washing my clothes ain't gonna do nothing for you. And just in case you think this is some oh, before that, you get to they have a fight scene. Um <laughs> Priest need to get back in the gym. This ain't three hundred, but that's slow mo showing Priest got an uppercut. Yeah, Priest still need to get back in the gym. He, he took he too many hits. He's <laughs> stupid. Every all the fight scenes in slow motion, I've never seen this before in my life. Like he get punched twice. Then he hit dudes with a trash can lid. He block a he block a punch. He do an uppercut. Listen, man. He do a side. It, it, back in the seventies, especially for black black exploitation movies, there was a lot of tricks to get to that ninety minute mark. A lot of tricks that people still use to this day, just not this yeah, aggressively. The whole thing is, he was not Jim Kelly and Ed Dragon. He was a lot better than, <laughs> he was a lot better than Dolomite. So there's levels. So anyway, that happens. He runs up on Red and somebody, you know, I I pay hundred thousand dollars on your. I'll put a contract out on your life, your wife, your kids. Anything happen to me, a bolt of lightning happen, happen. I get struck. That's going. And this you think this is some nigga shit. Like, no. I hired the best killers in town, baby. White killers. So, so that's who those two dudes were that's in there. And that show you people talking about how come black people stick together, you'll see white people do that. Shit. A black man paid two white people a hundred thousand dollars to kill a white police officers and their family something happened and they took the money with no problem and priest said if anything happens to my anything happens to my gorgeous head (laughs) you will be dead hey that's it right there ain't nothing else to do super fly can you you bluffing and they think come on that whole thing is like this there's some nigga shit going on no I got some killers I got some white killers the best killers baby and it's like he probably wasn't a, he was a phone book <laughs> hey in the end green is green mm-hmm. they ain't care who so it came leave, and the movie ends like leave me alone my, I'm out and that's how the movie ends oh not so to mention money. we forgot something that the way he got the money out was that his um, main girl came dressed up like a hobo, so they switched the um, briefcases in the elevator. She took the money and he. Oh, put- that's what that was. I missed that. Now, you know what? I always wonder how they put the money. And I remember when they were the. I remember the elevator. I didn't realize who that was. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Man. Okay. You didn't see when they kissed? I was like, yeah. How did- they kissed before they walked away? No, I- Cause I always wonder when they switched the money, and I remember I remember the, the elevator scene. I remember he got in there with that cobalt lady. I didn't realize that's who it was. <laughs> okay, so now that makes sense. I always wonder how they he pulled that off. Okay, I just saw the plot hole. Yep, yep. Uh, Superfly. Wait, seventy two, seventy two over twenty eighteen. Always. Um, I did go back and I. Try- let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about twenty eighteen a little bit. It's going to be rough because I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it. It's basically the same. It's more. Okay. So I saw the movie theater. 
because I remember seeing a trailer a lot, and I'm like, do we really need this? And the first thing I saw was his hair, and I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this. Mm. This, I'm like, this ain't, this ain't working. <laughs> like the hair throwing me off, and it's just kind of like you know, I know what they were trying to do, and it's directed by Little X. You remember, you remember the um, video director? Yeah, 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 yeah I remember. Yeah, he directed the movie, so it's got um, Jason Mitchell, who was in, um, I think he played Easy E, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Michael K. Williams, who's in everything. Everything. You know, he like Samuel Jackson, check, and Trevor Jackson played Young Blood Priest. And oh, so he was in The Lion King on Broadway. Cause I'm like that face looked familiar. I couldn't picture where he looked. I'm like, I've seen that face before. So anyway, same principle. Instead of New York, it's Atlanta. And it's a whole thing. I want to get out the game and one last score and anything like that. And But the first, this movie, the original plays that it's kind of like, you know, they ain't heroes and they're just people doing this thing. The remake has Superfly like he a damn superhero. Like he like he has to be a, like he's like Robin Hood. And it don't work. Okay. Everything is too slick. It's like if somebody took a belly and gave it a bigger budget. It's almost okay. So I had tweeted something out before, and Cam was like, "Yeah, I watched it. It was fine. He can understand where the issues at, but it was fine." So I stopped it where I stopped it yesterday. I think I stopped when him and Eddie actually got in a fight. And uh, when I, yeah, they got in a little squabble, and he choked them out. And I stopped it there. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Priest is just different. And it's just like you say, he's he's too perfect. And in this one, he was more he was more grounded because you didn't they didn't beat you over the head like he was so super smart more than anybody. They just let you know he was a good leader more than anything. That's all that you knew. He and he had an idea that he wanted to get out of the game. This one is like they combine Nas's character from Belly and Bruce Lee. From Eddie the Dragon. Like, it's this whole, I'm, I know, we go ahead, go to this house right here, go to this one, I feel like they got the best trauma unit in Atlanta. I know How everything. How the hell you know that? I'm fucking, I'm fucking, do- it, they made him like he was fucking Doogie Hauser in the streets. Oh, I know all this shit. I know what's going on. Well, first, let me dodge this bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you have a black belt and, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, fine. Update for 2018, that's cool. I can dodge bullets. I'm like, no. Um, Randy Couture ain't dodging bullets. Otherwise, he would, if he could dodge bullets, Brock Lesnar would have beat his ass. I'm like, what are we talking about? That, and that's my issue. If you if you wanted the movie to be grounded in, in Atlanta, fine. I'm, you want to update it, fine. But then no patrol. now we're making it like, oh, he took the super serum and I can I know how to dodge bullets. I'm in the fucking matrix. I dodge, no. I dodge everything. I got my and the first one is like you know he he had two women. They didn't know each other. This one is like oh they best they best friends. We all love each other. Yeah. Nobody jealous of nothing. Yeah. All right. That sound real. That sound real cute, Lou Williams. Like it didn't last long. For, I remember Lou Williams did that. It didn't last long there either. Like that shit. We didn't. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible. 
but good at that age, good luck. We didn't need the character of Priest to be a perfect character. That's the whole issue. We didn't need him to be... um, You just didn't need that perfect character. We needed him to be a flawed character. But... They made us perfect. Because they, oh, I know this and I know that. The only thing you knew in the uh, 72 was, oh, I I found this information out. Now I'm going to use it against them at the end of the movie. So I played you. I played a better hand than you did. I'm, it's not that I'm super smart. I just had, I just got a better hand than you. So this one is kind of like he find out Scatter's middleman is the Mexicans. And then he finds out about, oh, I know you like your favorite team, this team. I know you feel a certain way because your brother got locked up and you want to do this, this, and this. Like, I know all the homework. Like, I know your background story, your family background. And he's like, how you know all this? Like, he heard about priests. I'm like, how you know about me? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? How you know all this stuff about me? You think knowing it's going to make a difference? And he learns that out. And it's funny. He's so damn smart. But he get ran up on by Snow Patrol like two or three times. Do Snow Patrol look like Cobra? Like, it's just these knucklehead syrup niggas that's just run out here. I got a white machine gun. And I'm just running up on your crib. It's no problem. I'm catching you in the street. It's no problem. Like, it's no... I'm always getting a second hand. Yeah, it's... That movie's just got too many damn issues. And how they play... Oh, Freddie is different because like Freddie mad because he's trying to make money he tired of being like security a bodyguard he want to slay first time he get a key he get arrested and then snitching comes out because I guess his girl his wife or his girlfriend snitching on him because he got another girl oh, I track my know where he at I got the phone I got the phone on there I got an app on there oh god bless 2018 Superfly it's it's just it's not bad. It's no, just, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's if just you, if you if you never watched the original, then there you go. Fine, it's fine. It's like a black hood movie. But the fact that it's a remake of the original, and I've seen the original, is like no, they completely missed the point. It's like you try to make it for 2018, and you try to gloss like they try to make it updated for the generation, and it did not work. They wanted the good same guy in the movie. Like Total Recall, Total Recall did the same thing. Like you know, you, they sanitized it too, and it it was boring. They and want was like it's just too glossy and perfect, and everything felt like you know all style, no substance. They wanted the good guy. They wanted the original. The future ain't gonna make a better movie. So, <laughs> but I get it it's for the kids, so the kids can enjoy it. Um, because they probably never will watch 72. But uh, anyway, Superfly 72, uh, awesome. If you haven't checked it out. Uh, you, know the, you know the funny, you know the funniest, the funniest thing about it? Before we that? wrap up, the original made more than the remake. Ooh, yikes. Ooh, 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 that's good. <laughs> I don't need that movie. I don't need a the sequel. They made 20, $21 million. I don't need a sequel. How much did they put in? It says 16 to 19. Ooh. 16 to 29 million was the budget. Ooh, that's bad. That's not good. So hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, they may do a straight to DVD. You never know uh, how these things work out sometimes with these movies. But hopefully, they'll just leave it alone. Um, yeah, man, that was Superfly. Again, if you haven't seen it, uh, I wish there was somewhere free you could see it, but it isn't. Um, so, nah. I'm not buying it because, like, 
and it was like three dollars. Bottom was like seven. Yeah, so. I just ended up renting. Um, it is what it is. Um, so I know we were a week behind, and again, forgive me for that. Uh, but it's other pressing things that I needed to do, and I'm pulling the power yeah, move. I'm pulling. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pulling the flex, a flex move. Now, we were supposed next movie should be at would be my pick, and it would have been dope. Um, I'm gonna save dope, and I talked to Shahid for a minute. He was just like, "Yeah, whatever, you know, do what you want to do. It's <laughs> it's not a big deal." <laughs> so we're gonna be doing Boomerang next week. I I feel what like. Did you watch, did you, what did you watch Boomerang on? Uh, was it Hulu? I think it was Hulu. Okay. All right. I, I'm trying to, that's the hardest thing is trying to figure out where to watch all these because some of the movies like it's on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu and then some of them it's kind of like, you know, you got to rent. Like, because I saw that old Mortal Kombat to rent that. Um, I ended up buying Superfly. So, like, dope I knew was on Netflix. But um, No, it's yeah, actually off Netflix rent. now. That's what another that? reason. It's oh, all, oh, dope. Oh, yeah, it's not on there now. Oh, so um, no, we will get to dope eventually, and we will do posse probably. I guess it will February be gone unless we do an extra one whenever me and Shahid have free time. Um, but yeah, we're going to do boomerang. I'm making a power move uh, because I just feel like the, the, the blackness. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie in so long. That movie is, oh my, the heavy hitters and the people that's in that movie and just because of me reading the backstory of the movie, you know, people thought Eddie wasn't a sex symbol and they didn't want him to be put in that position. So he's like, fuck it, you know, let's do Boomerang. And people, I think people do not realize the power and how much influence Eddie Murphy had and how much and how important it was. Because, you know, what's funny. We think of like black empowerment. You don't think about Eddie Murphy. But yeah. you think about his career, he's made a good point saying, you know, I want to have black faces in many positions power. That's how you get shit done. And his career backs that up. But you never thought about that. Like, when you think about Eddie Murphy, think about, oh, Eddie Murphy, funny man. Eddie Murphy, another professor. Not Eddie Murphy, like, you know. Because he don't hit you over the head with it. Yeah. But if, all you got to do is listen. All you got to do is listen to him because he talks about it if you ask him. And you just look at the, you know, look at the movies like, yeah. He's up here. I want to have black people looking like we out here doing stuff. And it was like, he was doing Soul Food and Best Man and stuff like that in the 80s with a budget. Yeah. And we forgot all about it. Yeah. And that's nothing. Just another reason why I feel like that was a better movie to do being, you know, it's Black History Month and stuff like that. Like, Wolverine made $131 million. Again, they told... For- a black from what he was told or the story goes oh we don't think people look at you like a sex symbol because because of his nose and his skin wow really Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy is a handsome ass man like and who has not aged like what have we I, I didn't understand that when I was about? reading I was like wow I didn't even know notice and you know they they end up doing the movie, and the movie was successful. And you have Chris Rock, Robin Givens, Martin, uh, David Allen Greer. Uh, man, it's so many people Holly in that Berry. movie. Holly Berry. He had, yeah. with, he had a movie with Robin Givens in his prime and a young Holly Berry. 
And, and you know what's funny about this? Holly Berry's played up as like the homely one. Yep. Like she's a round away girl. You know, and you know what funny thing is? In the movie, it makes sense. You know how insane that is? Oh, it's bad. That's just some, like people people forget. Like, yeah, Robin Gibbons was she was more than just like you know I'm head of the class and I'm the woman that took all Mike Tyson money. It's like Robin Gibbons was walking around like she was that I'm the crown where I'm the black woman sex symbol. Where I'm in a movie, I'm the baddest looking woman in the movie. Like she had that crown back then before Holly yeah, Berry had. She it. had to run, yeah. Which is hilarious thinking that, like you know, because now you see them. I remember seeing Robin Gibbons in Riverdale, and it's like, yeah, Robin Gibbons still got it. Like, she looks older, but she's like a, a old, she just looked like, you know, an older version. Now she used to look like, yeah, Robin Gibbons was a looker. Kind of forgot about that. Yeah, she Brad was. The one Brad Pitt was sliding on DM. So I'm like, yeah, I was dating Robin. Then she got married to Mike. Glad Mike didn't kill me. Oh, boy. We ain't even gonna go to that. Uh, yeah, but it. I think that's the best movie to do uh, to hit it up and Shahid we definitely got to talk about how I haven't posted the the uh, page yet as far as like us doing extra stuff for the fans because I just don't know the time frame of where we can do it at because Tuesdays I already know you know you work certain you know and I don't know how the weekends go we got to figure it out because I don't want to open the Patreon page and then be like, oh, well, I don't know when we do this. Well, it's only be once a month. So whoever, you know, we choose however it goes, they get their one movie and we do it. So we just have to figure it out. No sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, Take your time. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm not in a big rush. It is what it is. Plus, we got to play catch up because we definitely got to get Posse in because I need to watch that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm yeah. Just watching. I'm, re- I'm reading the story about... Um, Boomerang, because that's an interesting story about. Cause like, yeah, they basically cast you know black royalty and then up and comers, right? David Allen Greer, Martin Lawrence, yeah, Martin Lawrence, which is weird. The feet stuff. Can't go no toes, no hammer time. Remember, ooh, like we got it wrong. Y'all gotta be damn near perfect. Like, why y'all be perfect for David Allen Greer? No, no, for Martin, Martin and uh, Eddie Murphy. David Allegrin was like, what the f- for an example. Oh, yeah. For an example. Like, this is what you gotta do. Like, women gotta be, you can't have a damn bunion and they disqualify uh, you. And the man is to be looking like an old ass steak. It, you know what's funny about that movie? Like, I got money, girl. This is a this is a inside thing before next week. The funniest thing about that movie is how the tables were turned. But what I've noticed was that this sounds crazy, but if you ever watch. The fucking scenes with Robin Gibbons and Eddie Murphy. She's fucking him. He's not fucking her. She's always on top, dominant. And it was like, oh shit. <laughs> and I didn't realize that till 20, uh, 2020 when I was watching. I was like, damn. She was really yeah, like. The whole thing was she's treating him like he's treating everybody else. Yep. And his male ego and pride could not handle it. Like, I don't know how to do, I, I don't know how to handle this, how to do this. And they played it kind of like, you know, for last was kind of like, you know, damn. This is going on now, right now. This how I want to be? Am I, am I trash? Do I want to be trash? Being trash, I was like, damn. Because I don't like how I'm feeling. Yeah. Now I wonder how they all feel when I do it to them. I'm like, yeah, that's how I go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a 
Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, anyway, if you want to follow me on fo- social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and on Facebook. And if you want to follow Shahid, you can follow him at Philly drugs on Twitter or Instagram, but that's choice is yours on that one. And another thing, anybody who's voting for ATL, we're going to do it. I'm just not in a rush to do it. The movie will be done. Cause I see that's going to be that. I don't know why. <laughs> that's a movie that everybody or people vote ATL ATL yeah we'll get to it like we got tons of the movies I'm ain't gonna run out yeah and that's another reason why I'm not rushing because he's never seen it so that means he wasn't interested in seeing it so I'm not gonna rush for something that... no it wasn't like I wasn't interested it was just one of those things like it just slipped through the cracks I wasn't no T.I. fan like that so it was like I remember oh ATL T.I. I'm like alright I remember I didn't I see mean, it. Like, I saw it on the, uh, DVD. I'm like, every time I think about um, Atlanta, I was like, it came off on time, like lottery ticket and roll bounce and all those. Like I, I felt like I had seen this movie because I seen all these other movies with the same damn people. So I'm like, well, they can find Megan Good. So they got Lauren, like Lauren London, you know, Megan Good 2.0. Like, <laughs> what, what is this? So yeah. Huh. Oh, that's an interesting story right there, Lauren London. So maybe I I needed to see that because, ooh, but um, yeah. Oh, so before we wrap it up, I didn't know they made a TV show, Boomerang, and it's on season two. Yeah, about March eleventh on BET, right? BET. Yeah, I didn't. This the well, I'm not. If it's coming on that BET uh, Plus or app, I'm definitely not paying for that because there's nothing on there I want to watch. But uh, from what I heard, the story is supposed to be the kids. You ain't supporting the black brothers? Huh? You ain't supporting the black brothers? Hey. You, get, you get your money to Disney Plus, but you won't plus up BET, my brother? <laughs> hey, man, there's a lot of apps out. There's a lot a lot of streaming services out there, and I have to be... Uh... You can't unite as a people, my well, look, Give it your to the man. Put it this you way. Give it up to the this this will be funny for wrestling fans. If the network go down, yeah, then I'll eventually get it because I'll be like, oh, I can spend my ten dollars on something else now. There's only what five dollars, I think. Uh, man. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I can't remember the last time I watched BET. Like consistently. Yeah, I just been a while. Yeah. I think when AJ Free left One Hundred Six and Park. Big Tigger left Rap City to basement and they changed and they took the news off. It's my first stop start watching. And then I watched season one of College Hill and they had the fat nerd that used to play Dance Dance Revolution with no with no deodorant. And I'm like, nah, I'm all out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, nope. I remember watching that and I was like I hadn't really watched since I used to watch BT all the time including After Dark because I used to have a schedule where I was actually up late that night so I saw a whole lot of Capadonna videos you see you watched uh... I wanted to see that supermodel video like 90 because that's the whole thing they, it wasn't just Tip Drill or Joker the Bell Bondsman well like they would play the same songs over and over and over again and I'm like, I must have seen that supermodel Capadonna with Ghostface song like 95 times. That and Tip Drill. That was only there for Tip Drill. Man, boy. 
That's the only reason I'm doing it for. I was like, I remember that in the credit card scene. I was like, no one is filming like, nah, we ain't fucking with you. Okay. (laughs) I remember the backlash of that video. And I think even with that backlash, they they started to play it more. I was like, oh, BET has turned into Vince McMahon. They're being defiant now. Just like, well, if it's getting this much attention, we just go play it more. Like the video came like the only time I saw the, the video came on like two a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So if you're watching it, that's on you. Yeah. Like it ain't like I just came home from school. I turned on rap. I turned on one six apart. Oh, number five, tip drill. Like no, <laughs> you, had to, you, had to, you had to earn that one. You had to sell to watch that. Yeah. And I remember the first time I watched, it, I was like, Yeah, Nelly fooled everybody thinking he all wholesome. He ain't nothing wholesome about Nelly. He just he just cute with the band. <laughs> Sweet out there. Uh huh. He was in a, you know what he was? He was a pretty juvenile. Oh, shit. He was like, if you take juvenile and you gloss him up like 10%, not 40%, not 25%, just 10%, just a little bit. Have a little bandana, take him to the spa one time, change a few of the words, boom. You got, like, if you add two drops of L Cool J to juvenile, you got Nelly. And that's why Juvenile was a regional superstar and why Nelly was a global superstar. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I did hear about that Boomerang TV show. I think it's like Jacqueline and Eddie Murphy kid, kids running the, um, running the show now or something like that. I don't know. It's one or the other. But you know what's funny? Eddie Murphy movies, like I remember it was what they were talking about a sequel for that and I was like, why would it be a Boomerang sequel? Like, would the what needs to be told? Robin Gibbons get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and with this whole thing of Eddie, you know, the rejur- the researchers of Eddie now is like, okay, we're getting the Beverly Hills cop now. So it's like, oh, okay, whatever. What's your name? When she get hot out there, they want you again. He's got to be in Blade. I just don't. I cannot see them doing that movie and him having, not even have like having some of the small role or big role or something to do with it. Why he gonna they gonna mess around having be Whistler? And I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad, but it's kind of like, yeah, you can't do Blade without Wesley Snipes. Even though I mean they could if they want to, but yeah, like, there's no reason to do that. Like Wesley's still around, and when you announce Blade, everybody's like. Wesley better be in it. Um, yeah, you ha- your hands kind of tied. You know, you know, we kind of get provincial with that, with the hood, like you know. <laughs> Listen, I think Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Fergie got a good idea of his audience, and I think he, I, he's smart enough to know. Yeah, we need to put him in here somehow. Some we have to find a way. I mean, yeah, they make they make the money work because it's kind of like you know, I want to Terrence Howard be walking by, pissed anytime. Think about oh, we watch you get Disney Plus. Fuck them, man. 
Oh, funny thing. And I know we need to get up out of here because I know you got to go to work. Um, I uh, read this interview with Terrence Howard like a couple of months back, and I meant to send it to you. And it was basically they were asking him about, oh, you ever think about uh, basically making up with Marvel and maybe you can get into and doing another project? And he's like, basically, he was saying, oh, I'm open to doing work with Marvel if they open doing it with, with me, doing it with me. I was like, oh, okay. That's the first time I've heard that because in most other interviews has been this disdain he's had from Marvel because of what they did and stuff like that. I mean, but it was back when they was asking him. It wasn't just him because Idris Elba used to feel that way and Natalie Portman used to feel that way. They was like, nah, fuck y'all. Yeah. Like Idris Elba was like, you got me out here. I got these funny ass contacts. <laughs> I can't see shit. I got a stupid ass sword. This is miserable. I don't do nothing but stand here and talk like this and say something every now and then. Death always comes. Like, I got five lines. I don't do nothing. This ain't what I signed up for. I'm stringing a fucking bell. I got work. Yeah. And Natalie Portman is like, um, I got an Oscar. Y'all supposed to be hired. Patty Jenkins, y'all fired. Y'all have this corny ass movie. I ain't coming back. Kiss my ass. And now it's like, you know, cool again. Y'all doing stuff I want to do? Money, all right? I'm cool. I'm, I mean, what? Empire off the air, Terrence Howard. I mean, best man winning. I don't hear them talking about filming anytime soon. So every I time I check up, open. every time I check up on that, it's always nobody scheduled. The schedules are not meeting up. So. And I'm like, um, who that busy? That's what I was trying to figure. I mean, because I'm like, okay, so Terrence Howard works, more Chestnut works. Because he don't got a show no more. So now Lathan works. And she still do movies. Um, the, And the rest of them is like, I, I can't remember the last thing I saw Dia Long in. Unless Malcolm Lee is the one that's busy. He can't make time? I mean, you I would, mean what he doing? He doing Barbershop 4? Like, <laughs> you would think with something that was the, the movie came and it was just so, you know, everybody was like, oh, when the next one? And, Niggas always dragging their feet. Like, <laughs> um, more shit they ain't gonna have those abs forever. Like, what are we doing? Like, we need to hurry this shit up. You know, you know what's gonna happen. Just like the second one, they gonna make a time jump, and it's like, oh well, ten years went by and this all happened. Damn. Oh, so they already got married. Got married. Got divorced. Getting married again. So That's probably what's gonna happen. But yeah. um, yeah. So boomerang. I'm interested to see that because I haven't seen it in a long, I haven't seen it in a long time, I, at least ten years, probably even longer. So that would be the movie. I remember the, I remember the movie. I remember the movie. It's just funny that I haven't seen it so long. Yeah, everybody remembers the movie. If you've seen it, you should remember it. Very easy. John, um, John it, with a spoon. It's That's just, <laughs> it's just different. It's di- okay. The one thing about Boomerang is it's going to be real jarring if you saw it when you were when you were younger and if you're an adult now yeah stuff gonna hit a lot different now you your your brain yeah, and your thinking has matured i haven't seen it since i was a teenager Ooh, oh i can't wait to talk about this then yeah because i remember seeing it like it came out in 92 i remember seeing it like i didn't see the did i see the movie theater? i might have saw the movie theater i saw a movie in a movie theater matter of fact so and then i've seen it on TV. I haven't seen it since the 90s. So it's been a long ass time. So we talking about 
20 something years, at least 24, 24 years. Yeah. This is going to be fun. And so we're going <laughs> to save it all for next week. And uh, yeah, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, until next week, next week, we out of here. Peace.